Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And uh, today, the classic album clash returns. Very popular uh, series of shows here on Talk is Jericho. And this time, it's Metallica's Load versus Reload. That's right. On the uh, month of the 26th anniversary of Load's release, we're going to talk uh, all things about these two records. And to join me, i got a couple diehard Metallica fans to debate the songs, production, and artwork on both albums. Frankie Gazarian returns, uh, of course, my buddy from AEW and SCU, and he's joined by uh, former pro baseball player Cody Decker, who also hosts the Swings and Misses show with his wife, my buddy Jen Decker, uh, on Radio.com every Monday to Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. PST. And I'll tell you guys this much, we all did our homework for this one, and I know that uh, Load and Reload did not have the same number of songs, which is one of the rules of the classic album clash, but you hear how we got around that coming up in just a minute. Uh, so before we get to the classic album clash, thanks to everyone for hanging out with me Saturday night for the 11th edition of the Saturday night special. Uh, it is now the highest rated Saturday night special since I started this 11 weeks ago when the pandemic hit 12 weeks ago. So thanks for bringing uh, uh, all the great questions and doing the uh, come together, sing along with me. We'll do it all again this coming Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook live and on my official YouTube channel, Bring your drink, drum up some good questions, bring your sing-along requests, come hang out with me Saturday night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live or my official YouTube channel. All right, it's time to get to the classic album clash, Metallica. It's Load versus Reload with Frizz Kids, Frankie Kazarian, and Cody Decker here and now on Talk is Jericho. So we're talking here, and this is the, the, the big debate. This is really cool because it's a classic album clash, Load versus Reload. You guys read the, the title little known fact is the very first classic album clash which two years ago maybe three years ago whatever it was was frizz kiz frankie kazarian yeah. and uh, brian posing yeah it was uh, at ride, least three years ago at least yeah. three years ago ride the lightning versus master, master of puppets. puppets that's yep. where i had the idea of putting two albums up by the same band that's together. a tough pick by the way it was great and then we got cody deckers here as well hi just um, an asshole just Stop. just a normal asshole who's got his own radio show ex uh, all-star baseball player and we had been talking about Load and Reload for a while, because when, when you came down with Post saying he's more like me, an 80s Metallica guy. I said it as a joke. Yeah. Basically. But yeah. it was good, because going back to revisit these records 20 years later, and understanding a little bit more behind them, it's, it, it, I really was excited about this. And I said, do you know anybody that likes those albums? And you mentioned Cody. What's up? Because you know Frankie, and I know you guys, like, your, your, your wife is Jennifer Sturger, yes. and you, you guys are friends with Scorpio Sky, Big and time. the whole gang, so you're kind yeah. of in the, the brother culture. Weirdly, yeah. I'm just kind of like snuck in yeah, yeah. through the back door. But you came to the Fozzie gig in El Paso. I did. What a show, by to, the That way. was a great, great oh, show. What a blast, man. Uh, Frizz was going to come to the Maiden show, but uh, CD booked Yeah, Chris Daniels got me booked on an indie in Voorhees Township, New Jersey. <laughs> just Piece of shit. God dang it. But no, that El Paso show. So like, oh. I, I, I went, but he brought me backstage afterwards. We had a couple of, had a couple of cocktails. Yeah. And, I and got texts from both of you at, yeah. at uh, the wee hours that night. That's when we so, said, yeah. hey, are you available right. to do this? Yeah, yeah. Right. And I was yep. just like, uh, and I made some very bold statements about this album. <laughs> you did. Oh, yeah. Very bold. Well, but, but, but we don't have to go too far. I'm not going to that. But one if, of them was that Memory Remains is, yes. is a masterpiece. It is. But let's talk a little bit, since we're talking about the, the, the two records. And I was thinking a lot about this, reading a bunch of articles and doing some preparation. Like you said, I mean, I actually prepared for this one because it's not like a ride versus master where you know those songs off by heart. Because there's 14 songs on load and there's 13 on uh, on reload. 
and we're going to do the track by track breakdown and we'll explain a little bit later but there's such long albums yeah and there's a lot of songs listening to i had forgotten they even exist longest album ever load right it's load and reloads yeah. right mm-hmm. behind it right and, you know 76 minutes 79 minutes yeah. um and it's like even after listening to both records there's still songs i don't remember how they go i just listened to them last night yeah so i guess i throw this out to the panel what was it about load that you first thought when you saw this because this is the first album after the giant monstrosity known as the Black Album, and then the three-year tour that followed, mm-hmm. and then Metallica comes back with this record. But what was the difference in years? What was it? Six years, ninety-one five, to ninety-six. Five years. So five, yeah, five years. So five years. So my thought on this album, like now, keep in mind, you got to mind my age on this one. So when this album came out, I was. Ten years old? Because you're 32. I'm 32 How old right you, now. Frankie? I'm in my mid 60s, so this is <laughs> no. I'm uh, only my liver. Yeah. Uh, I'm 42, and yeah, I'm 48. So, was, so yeah, we have was, three kind of generations yeah. of Metallica fans here. So for me, when I was a kid. This is honestly how I was introduced to Metallica. But isn't that what happened with you too, Frankie? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I was introduced via the uh, And Justice for All and okay. the Black Album. I was all in, but like I had to go back and see what this band was all about, and I had to revisit Kill, Ride, and and Master. So the first album that you got hip to was And Justice. Justice. Yeah, and then I went back and Backwards. discovered. Yeah. Okay. So, but the first one, first you were that I grew up in in my age like my age timeline was load now it wasn't so much the album it was i was introduced to metallica during that year's i think this was 1996 now i might be off by a year or two the 1996 MTV uh, Music Awards. And I think it was the same award show that Kiss uh, got back together and did their thing at the... Uh, With Tupac. Uh, I think it was no, there. no, that was at a different award oh. show. They ended the show doing Rock and Roll All Night, I believe, at the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was badass. But during that show, Metallica played Until It mm-hmm. Sleeps live on the show. And of that show that's what i remember huh. like looking back in my childhood i, I remember this mtv music uh, music awards and i remember metallica and specifically kurt hammett playing that really eerie almost like 1950s sleuth guitar riff mm-hmm. sleuth could be yeah. very almost the police type of a very very dark much riff so. yeah i remember it like it was yesterday i walked into a grocery store in probably early 96 and i picked up a God, it might have been Hipparator. It might have been one of these one of these music rags, these magazines, and I uh, and it said like Metallica live in Europe, and and I opened it up and I flipped to the page and it's Metallica and James has the the ultra mullet, yeah, and Jason has like a weird afro, yeah, and Lars's Short. hair, Walt, yeah, and Lars's hair is like shoulder length, and um, Kirk's is like shoulder length. I'm like, oh, they all cut their hair. I don't know if I like that, but yeah. who cares? And it's like, oh, no, new music on the horizon. And then um, I actually, because I'm a fan club member, I got this thing called the Fan Can Number Two. <laughs> and in the Fan Can Number Two, there was this documentary called uh, "A Day and a Half in the Life of Metallica," right. based on, right. And on that uh, on that Fan Cam, they play Two by Four and Devil's Dance live. Hmm. The Devil's Dance is on Reload. And Devil's Dance is on Reload. Really? So those are the first two songs I had heard. Those are the first two new Metallica songs I had heard. Um, post uh, Black Album. And the original plan for Load and Reload was to be a, uh, double, a album. double album. Right. And they, because like I said, I'm reading some articles, they had finished, you know, 
12, 14 songs and realized they wouldn't be finished in time to get the album out when they wanted it to. And that's when they said, well, let's split it up. We can do the songs that we have, do a tour, then come back and revisit the other ones. Yeah. So, and James said, it's not like the other 13 songs are the crappy ones. It's just the ones that weren't developed as much. So they went back and worked on Reload after the Load tour. Yeah, they, they referenced that in Some Kind of Monster where they're discussing what, um, what songs to put on St. Anger. And they're talking about it, and they, um, and uh, it's Lars or James, and they, one of them says, uh, "Is this a song potentially? Uh, right now, it's a jam, and I think we could turn anything into a song." And uh, one of them says, "Yeah, I think that's evident by the Load and Reload albums. <laughs> it's like they had all this material, and they were going to use it. You know, I they were going to just let I it think go." Lars's dad in some kind of monster was the best when they play that song. Temptation. What a scene! I think this song should be deleted. I, I, if, <laughs> you if, should I, get if rid I of were, it. Yeah, I would say delete that. Am, am I wrong in finding that documentary Lars's dad to be the creepiest he's, man on planet Earth? He's also the best. He's, like he's amazing. Star. He's no, Gandalf. Have you like, met Gandalf? I want him on every scene in every movie. <laughs> Phil Towell is a lot more creepier. Oh, that guy's Tobin oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be our next podcast. We'll do a watch along of some kind of monster. That's a there. great idea. But oh, um, so, so what I was thinking, like, what do you do after you put out a record like the Black Album? Where I mean, that's a monster. Now I think we're at almost 16, 17 million copies sold. So the double album's a nice idea. But here's here's what got me is and now. So you guys, you came in on Justice. You came in Cody Unload. I came in at Ride the Lightning. So. I grew up with the thrash Metallica and imagine my dismay when it went from justice to the black album. That was a hard pill to swallow, but you really listen to it and realize it's one of the best albums of all time. Fast forward five years later, like you said, the first thing I see, cause I was working in Japan a lot was there on the front cover of burn magazine and it mm. said Metallica and they crossed up metal and it said rock Metallica. And I was like, well, that's Oof. weird. Cause then yeah. you see them all with the short hair, Kirk and Lars have makeup. They're dressed like pimps. Cuban pimp jackets. Cuban pimp jackets. Yep. I kind of like the look. Uh, well, I'm not going to lie. I get Metallica, but I, I kind of Okay, so that, that was fine. But then combine that with this record. Like the first song that I heard was Until It Sleeps on the radio. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine where we're coming from. You're coming from Ride the Lightning and Four Horsemen and freaking Disposable Heroes to Dyer's Eve to, you know, even Wolf and Man and, and, and Through the Never. Yep. And then it's Until It Sleeps and they look like Cuban pimps. It was too much for my metal brain to endure, and it, it, I couldn't take it. I exploded. I was like, "What? Now I'll what freely, are they doing?" I'll freely admit, like Ride, uh, Ride the Lightning is my personal favorite Metallica album. I okay. think it's just from start to finish, everything about it, it, it has everything you it's want. Hard to argue that. Uh, I just album. love the album. Yeah. That being said, looking back and looking at the whole progression of Metallica, and at this point in their careers. If they were still coming out with more thrash music and still rocking the same look that they were rocking with, and just uh, forgetting just, for, like Master of Puppets, sure, of course. it was going to get to the point where honestly it would start looking sad. Well, yeah, and like you said, you talk about James's Ultramount, that looked brutal. I was, was like, terrible. Just cut it. Terrible. So oh, it, it God. was. It was the cutting of the hair didn't bother me. It mm-hmm. bothered me a lot more at the time. I remember Bruce Dickinson cut his hair, then James Hetfield cut yep. his hair. It even bothered me, and I didn't know enough about Metallica's past. <laughs> I got the same flack when I cut my hair in 2007. It's like, how can you me too. do Jay with and you too, right? Yeah. But to your point, though, like the the image change was like it wasn't just you that was like shocked by that. Like every, so drastic, yeah. it was so like every like every rock media outlet picked up on that, and like like what other band other than the Beatles when they all like went to like longer hair, like. 
what other right. band was that scrutinized for just the way they looked? So it was incredible, but, man. Other bands brought it up. Remember Allison Chain? Jerry Cantrell their, buried uh, them. Yeah, they did it. that live. Uh, what was it? It was unplugged, right? They put friends don't let friends cut their hair. Right. Friends don't let friends get friends haircuts. Yeah. They, they said they looked like they're on the cast of Friends. Yeah. Well, and yeah. also too, I remember, and, and this is something as you reading this, some articles that James was saying that he kind of sat back and he followed. He said, when you're in a band and there's four guys, this was Lars and Kirk's thing. Yeah. And you have to compromise. So I followed along. I wish that I hadn't. Yep. But you got Lars and Kirk. I remember they were they would they were tongue kissing each other. Oh, it was very a weird strange time. But, but it, it was but, also but like Lars and Kirk, like so weird. Like yeah. But yeah. a part of it, I think, was like almost kind of a cool. It was almost like they were trying to do like a Bowie thing, like a weird yeah. evolution type yeah, thing. And, and, and once again, now looking back at it, hindsight, I right. think it was it, you know everything has led to where they are today. You know, it's like when you look at Kiss Meets the Elder, the whole concept of the Elder, and then the way they looked, they had cut their hair for the Elder, but too. But that was actually, if you actually listen to that album, The Elder, that is a good f***ing album. Well, Paul Stanley will say that you're crazy, because he hates it. There's but, there's three <laughs> jams on that. But dude, I, I as a long-time Kiss fan, I agree. There's ebbs and flows to mm-hmm. a career. Same with Metallica, and that's why when I wanted to go back and revisit these two records... They're really good. I mean, well, let me rephrase that. There's really good material on it. Yes. Much like Use Your Illusion. If you have both those records and you pair them down to one album, which is what we're going to do today, we're going to do our choice between the two, it's actually really strong. It's so funny you mentioned that. He and I went to, Frankie and I went to lunch right before this, and we actually talked about Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. And I explained that my favorite album of the 90s is Use Your Illusion 2. Is that the blue one? That's the blue one. Locomotive, man. That's oh, the best Guns N' Roses song. song ever. But, but I mean, there's some other jams. Like Get in the Ring, Pretty where they're up. just decided to... Yeah. We were talking about top albums of the 90s. Yeah. So I, we were talking about uh, we uh, Chili do. Peppers. So I said Blood Sugar Sex yeah, yeah. Magic is on my top 10. Yeah, of that. I agree. Yeah, that's a great... I, lo- I love Get in the Ring 2, where this is uh, in this oh, corner weighing a combined total of 650 pounds, Guns N' Roses. There's six guys in the band. They all weigh a buck 10. My God. Watch out. Izzy straddling his... Is he's worth about 48 90. pounds? <laughs> <laughs> so, but well, like I said, when you go back and revisit, the, revisit this as an older uh, fan and looking back 23 f- years it's been, I get what they were doing. And I think one, uh, that kind of led them to, you know, St. Anger, which led them to Death Magnetic, to, to Hardwired and kind of back in the groove. Again Here's for- uh, real quick. You know what I think is the missing bridge between the Load Reload and the St. Anger albums? And I don't know if we'll ever hear them, but I hope we do, is the Presudio stuff they were doing That's what, before. I've never heard them. I've well, heard nobody, nobody has. Oh, all we've heard is what we've heard on the St. Anger movie. Yes. Right. But it's like, I would love to hear those tracks. You well, know, like, they, I wonder... They submitted and then took them all back, right? Right. That's where Temptation should be deleted was Tem- on that. Yep, <laughs> yep. But that, that, and that's what I mean. Like, I think when you have a band that came out of the 80s, got so huge on this record, they're probably, as weird as it sounds, a little bit lost. Like, what do we do? We're not this thrash metal band, and we've gone to this different... Lars completely changed his drumming. So do we go back to that, or do we take it even more to the extreme? Yep. And that's what they did. Well, I'm feeling like during that time, between the Black Album and Load, what really happened in the music culture, especially with rock music, was the entire grunge, grunge era. Good point. Right. So now they have to they have to navigate the waters between right. metal and rock with grunge but not only thriving but dying yeah. in that time right so now you have Allison Chains you have Nirvana you have STP um, all STP, these guys you yeah. have Soundgarden yeah. so now this different type of metal that is now 
in that era, now they have to kind of navigate through that. Not just to, not to take their sound, but now to navigate their new direction. And it's a great point, too, because if you look at the big four of Thrash, for example, you have two extremes, right? You've got Slayer, who never changed, and were Slayer all along. They're yep. like ACDC. They, yep. could, they were able to navigate the 90s by just not changing. Yep. They weren't at their peak, but they just said, it, we're going to be Slayer. But yep. I can't name a single okay, Slayer okay, hit but, from okay, the 90s. But let me just oh, say, yeah. then you got Metallica, who morphed and did what all great bands do, survived and adapted. Yep. Then you got Megadeth and Anthrax, who did not do well in the 90s when they tried to right. do the same thing. You listen to The Risk by Megadeth or Volume 8 by Anthrax. Yep. Terrible. They were barely hanging on. It was it was the visionaries of James and Lars that were yep. able to take them through the nineties and keep them big. Couldn't agree more. I actually like Risk, but I feel like Risk was three years too late. Okay. I feel like Risk had some that. had some really good songs there. I, I Crush Them is kind of a weird like kind of but, anthem, but, but, but Insomnia is a really but once kind again of, you're looking at something like maybe if it was a Dave Mustaine solo record or like the best example as a, as a, as a big time fan of the 94 crew record with John Karabi, it's, it's oh, yeah. one of the best records. It's amazing. Ever. As but a standalone. Stand it sure is. Wrong yeah. name right. for the wrong it, Motley crew. If they, you know, obviously they wouldn't change the name to the crew, but if it would have been the crew or some band that just came out of nowhere, right. That album would be a classic. And, and it was amazing. It was, it really but people was. did not want to hear uh, Motley Crue with this guy singing these songs. Iron Maiden, The X Factor is very similar. It's a great record, but not for Iron Maiden. Right, and another thing, Metallica at this point, you figure they're just coming off the Black Album, which is massively successful. So these are guys that were doing well, and now at this point they're all millionaires. Right. Like they're all... Like it's it's a game changer. So it's like they're at the first time, they're the first point in their career where they can go like, we can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. Like, okay, Kirk, you you know you have a lot of blues influence that you want to get out. Cool. James has James too. obviously some like blues and some country stuff, which we hear with like songs like Mama Said and stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's get it out. Who cares? You know, like it, we're it, gonna it's a great point because what I was reading too is a really good point is that you know Metallica was influenced by a lot of different bands and the new wave of British heavy metal, the the yeah. Diamond Head and then yeah. uh, you know the uh, Killing Joker where all this was with Budgie and all that stuff was their original incarnation. This incarnation is the influences that Cliff Burton had a lot of in the sure. R.E.M. and the Leonard Skinner and the Molly Hatchet and the Allman yep. Brothers. Yep. And Hetfield had the Thin Lizzy and the UFO. Yep. It wasn't just ardent thrash. There was a lot of just hard rock. ACDC. Yep. Lars loves Phil Rudd. You can yep. tell because he's playing like Phil yep. Rudd on this record. Yep. There's a couple songs in here that they, they there's two bands that I always remember Lars and James both always talking about, and that's uh, Diamond Head, mm -hmm. and the other one is uh, Deep Purple. Mm -hmm. okay. And there's one particular song in this album which you you brought to my attention. Um, not who was what was the Jason Newstead yeah. was a co-writer on, which was where the wild things are. That's one of his like three writing credits. I, think. I don't think he has any on this. Record. He has where the wild things are. But that's it though. I looked at that's both. it. Right, that's, that's his it. only so that, one. Yeah, the other two right. credits on the blackout. This right. particular song is almost kind of weird, but it's really good. But it has so much little deep purple like influences in it. It almost reminds me of uh, Sweet Child in Time. Mm. Uh, you, said time. It, yeah. you said it's, it's uh, three songs in one almost. Yeah, like yeah, it's, I, yeah. I described that song as like three songs, yeah. two of which are great. The other... <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that. that. But let, yeah. let's go into the, the, the covers, for example, the, the actual covers of the record. Blood and Semen. Blood and Semen was, was Load. Uh, Blood reload and Urine. Was, yeah, I think it was Piss and Blood. Yeah, exactly. Piss and Blood, piss yeah. And blood. Uh, Done by the same guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy's name was Serafino or something like Anton, that. Anton, what the hell Anton was Anton Serafino. Apparently, yeah. Laura. Andre Serrano. Andre, okay. So, yeah, was... the first one was Blood and Semen. This, is, this one uh, for Reload is Piss and Blood. <laughs> 
XX. So that'd be 26. Is XXV1 26? Not to yeah. be confused with Piss and Blood 25. Yeah, exactly. Which is right. Very different right, yeah. So obviously, so just so you know, the, the, the original, if you guys are playing along at home, check out the Load album cover. Uh, that's not a painting. That's actually yeah. cow semen, bovine semen, and blood on, a, on a, a two slides that they just pushed together. And that's what you had. Thoughts? I, I didn't. Like when I first saw it, I was like, "Is it fire?" Like I didn't know what it was. I, I, was, I thought it was fire up until like three years. Right, like a lava lamp, yeah. maybe. And then I remember reading about it. Like I bought one of those. Remember when they used to have those magazines that was just all about one band, right? And so I bought that magazine, and they like had a big article on what it was about, and it was like, "Oh, this." And they, what you just said, they described it. And I remember reading an interview with James where he said he didn't like he hated it. it. Yeah. He didn't like it. Yeah, and like he and once uh, again, this is Lars. This was Lars and Kirk driving Lars and the drive. Yeah. right. Uh, and they didn't even. Uh, uh, tell you the title on the record and just said cover art by but it's like there's but if you look at their albums beforehand they were so like master of puppets you look at the album cover it's iconic right and it's like oh okay i get it master of puppets ride the lightning same thing black album same thing black you know snake here yeah. logo there load piss and is it's a that, load oh so you mean like you dropped your load like well, what is that like i don't another thing why call it load you um, guys I, I'm not. I have no problem with the titles of the album. What is the actual? The, what is the? What, why did they call it that? I, I don't, don't know. You know what I used to think? This is the '90s culture. If you guys were, were '90, you guys were very young. But I had a car. It was a, uh, a, fi- a Firebird. I don't remember the hell it was. No, it was a Fire. Some kind of oh, Sunfire. Sunfire. I don't know. Anyways, uh, it was basically the first kind of nice car that I had. It was a '94. And when you put a CD into the, the CD thing, said load, it would blink load. Okay. And I was wondering, like, maybe that's like you're guaranteed to know the name of the CD. I'm sure, like, better reason than any. I well, thought it, it was just like they had a load of songs. Maybe. I thought that. I don't know. I actually liked the load and reload uh, titles. And here's why I like the titles because it really felt like this was a double album, that we didn't get the double album just yeah. a year apart. I despised. I didn't. I don't. I don't hate. I don't hate. I despise the album cover art um, for both. For both, yeah. not just one of them. Both of them. I think it, it makes absolutely no sense. Like you said, you go through every single Metallica album. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. Ride the lightning. That's iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the master of puppets. My God, yeah. that's the most iconic imagery I can think of in music. Kill them all. Yeah, it, the it's like Metallica the, the was going hammer. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got justice on my arm. Look at that. Yeah, there was yep. something you could yep. you could draw and you could make a T-shirt yep. out of. Yeah. So like every album, I felt like Metallica was on that Iron Maiden thing where every album cover was just flat out iconic, right. classic. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, there's semen on the cover. And I'm looking at this like, why is this an album cover? It just makes, I understand they're trying to go in this weird direction. And the album, the album itself yes. is enough of a deviation. Right. That's you didn't it, need it, to go that but far. But it was too much. That's what I mean. It was like you're kicking a, it's like you're in a boxing match and you're fighting the new Metallica. And there's an image. There's a body blow. And there's a style change musically. There's a body blow. And there's two of them making out there's a body blow and then there's a cover with called blood and semen there's a blood and then there's a changing of the logo yeah there's another one the metallica the m, m they just went with the was m was gone yeah they just, the classic liked, hooks yeah. were gone this is I, actually where i actually disagree i'm not i'm not saying it's bad because yeah. we've done it with fozzy when we did the the you want to start a war record we got rid of the classic fozzy mm-hmm. classic fozzy f and yeah. made it more of like military which looked much more contemporary where this looks like an 80s logo i'm just saying it was too much all at once. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like taking a big piece of 
chocolate and shoving it down your throat. Right. Mm-hmm. Eat it. Just eat all of it. I like- <laughs> eat it more. I like that this gave us the ninja star. That yeah. was cool. Because they took the M and made the star out of and it. I, I love that. And I, for years, used that. I switched the M to an F and used it on my wrestling oh, gear. Awesome, Up man. until just like a couple years ago, I used that. That's cool. So I like that. But it was just like, where's the, where, you know, yeah. where's the cla- iconic Metallica? Like, we, they, 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 they were so far over the edge in changing their image and believe me I'm all about reinventing sure that they changed it'd be like if Kiss took their makeup off and got rid of the Kiss sign and started playing in like, shorts and like if, sneakers if they, they would have like, put yeah. out the unmasked record the musically <laughs> with no makeup and a different they would have been done I'm so glad you said that that's my least favorite of album course, by Kiss only, by far the only way, reason why Kiss Lick It Up worked without the because the music was killer yeah it was fucking great and it was heavy and it was just what you were looking for from Kiss mm-hmm. Metallica was the other direction yeah. you know yep. um, and just to finish up on the covers before we start getting into the track by track was the uh, the, the piss and blood James was saying that it had to uh, it had to match because there were two kind of sister albums so that's why they went for the piss and blood but I think I mean you know I, I think if you're going to get into that the piss and the blood and Semen was much better. It's, it's so bad, and like you look at like their album covers are so like, and I'm I'm a Metallica defender like through yes. and through. Their album covers from the Black album on have suffered. Like mm-hmm. I like I think Saint Al- I think Saint Anger is a good album cover. Yeah, it's very blatant to the point. The fist just you know orange bright colors. You but like magnetic with the coffin. It's the cool. Stuff. Like it's cool. Like it kind of looks like it kind of looks like the the female reproductive parts a little bit. Like that was the yeah, that was yeah, the big yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, it's it's cool. It's very it's very simple and understated. Hardwired is pretty good. It's kind of like the the fly uh, time machine thing where everybody's face is. Yeah, I think it's cool, but it's just it's just more like they were so. I gotcha. You yeah, yeah. You, you couldn't get a tattoo right, of that, like you right, could for exactly, any other ones, exactly. Right? All right, let's go into the records here. Uh, Load comes out on uh, June 4th, 1996, uh, produced by Hetfield, Ulrich, and Bob Rock. And then Reload is from uh, November 18th, 1997, so you're looking about 17 months later. Uh, Also produced by Hetfield, Rock, and Lars Ulrich. Last last appearance by Jason on an album. Last appearance by Jason Newstead, and I believe... Last appearance from Bob. No, Bob Rock produced in anger. Bob so, Rock's produced, yeah, and well, and I, technically they did have the uh, Garage Days album. So Jason, they the garage, on that. yeah, he played on that, and then Ra- uh, Randy Staub is the engineer, I think, on yeah. this album. We, so last we, Jason yeah. Newstead original, right? Um, yeah, there you go. So uh, and like I said, as as we go in, is what we're going to do is we're going to do usually, as you know, we have to have the tracks have to be the same amount. Load is fourteen, reload is thirteen. We're going to take Ronnie out. <laughs> And As per the request of our of our gracious because, host because here, I, I, I find Ronnie is the most un Metallica song ever, and I'm not saying it's bad, but we can discuss that. But now we have our thirteen versus thirteen, and when we do our debate at the end of it, you're going to say whether this song uh, or or the, uh, there's two songs to debate whether one or two or both or none made the is, list, uh, so made to speak. Because we're going to do our yeah. uh, super duper. Unload. Load, reload, reloaded album. Unload. Yeah. Unload. <laughs> I just, I, I just want to say that I, I spent more time on... I, I have a daily... You should see his notes. He Dude, was showing I me... Mean, I thought I wrote notes. a lot of notes. You're like Rich Ward when we do these, the guitar player Fozzie. He'll come with like a book of notes. Oh my I God. I wrote a 12-page book report. Now, <laughs> here's the deal. I have a daily three-hour like live show that right. you were on today. Yes. And I, ha- I prepared for this three hours longer than I did for our live show today. Like, and that's how much I prepared for this. Frankie, what did you say? 
No, I was just I mean, he was talking about his notes, and I said I, I prepared more notes for this than I did for my wedding vows. So I actually did too, and especially if you ask Jen, like yeah. she'll tell you, like your wedding vows sucked. I'm like I got it. All right, so we have uh, 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 our lists, and I've got everything organized here. I just have to get my actual album list that I'm going to take a screenshot of, and then I'll have everything organized. So we start out the two records with uh, two pretty strong openers: "Ain't My Bitch" from Load versus "Fuel" from Reload. Uh, you want you want to take it take it uh, from there, Frankie? Yep. Okay. So I remember I literally remember getting the load record, uh, driving down to the um, warehouse music store in Palm Desert, driving back up to my house in Yucca Valley, putting it on and listening to uh, "Ain't My Bitch" and "Bada Bada," and I was like, and I was immediately into yeah. it. I was like, cool. It's a cool. great opening. It, it really is. It really is. And um, and, that, and that made me optimistic about the album, but. Uh, and then fuel, like that's like that's one of the songs they still play to this day. Yeah, like that's one of like James Hetfield's babies. And, so and it's like, in every sports game, every sure. hockey game, yep. they play fuel. You know, that's it's made it into and that level. Both I think are great album openers, mm-hmm. man. Like you know, like fuel obviously is like one of their. That's one of their songs going forward. That's been on every set I've seen them live since these albums it's have come out. It's one of the two reload songs that they'll play. The other being Memory Remains right. to this day. And yep. Age. Yeah. Yep. So which one do you go with? Which one's better? The one I picked was Fuel, okay. and um, just because it's a little bit more iconic, uh, it's it's certainly like that one was a video, mm-hmm. you know. That's I know, and I know that one's close to James. Like James is all about fast cars and street racing, and that video is all about that. And I, I really love "Ain't My Bitch" too, though. Just it just that song is all attitude, right? But like Fuel's just kind of just. For the iconic purposes. Attitudes like, on Reload, Frank. You don't jump in. <laughs> I see what you did there. See what you did, Jericho. Okay, so I, this took me a little bit of time because of all the, of all the songs that you're going to compare the two songs with, Ain't My Bitch is such a badass song. Mm-hmm. Like, just the opening riff to the lyrics to the, the chorus. It, it doesn't sound quite much like a deviation from the Metallica you're used to. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like... We're getting a hard rock album right now. Right. And like I, I, I wrote for every song pros and cons. This song, I have no cons. It, it, I look at this like James Hetfield sounds like he's having more fun singing this song. For bitch? Yeah, yeah Ain't yeah. My Bitch, than just about any song he's ever sung in his life. And it's almost like I'm almost confused by a joyful James Hetfield. Uh, <laughs> but like the song is just great. Right. It's a great opening to an album. It just it fires you up. You, you, you tell me right now, you can't go to the gym and pump it's that a, song. It's a classic Hetfield riff. Yeah. Sure. You God, notice God, at God, the God. very end of that song, they go into the um, "For Whom the Bell Tolls" riff. I remember. I remember noticing that when at first I was like, "That's for whom the bell tolls," and they go into it for like four bars, and I'm like, "That's great, man." Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And then you got Reload. You got f- Fuel. Fuel, yeah. Fuel, a hit. It was a hit. They've used it many times, especially even in the S&M record. I feel a butt coming on. There is a butt coming. <laughs> Lars, my favorite part of this song is Lars crushing the drums during the chorus. Like it, yeah. it's just awesome. Uh, the, the guitar riff, the, the honestly, the actual like almost amped up energy it's like it's finally this is the first song in these two albums that really picks up the pace right when it comes to like oh this is the metallica i used to deal yes. with yeah. pace like really yeah. fire you go frantic here's no my here's my problem with load with, with, with fuel fuel the song lyrics it's about street racing and every time i think of metallica the first thing i don't think of is fast and the furious mm. yeah so like 
in a way, I love this song for certain aspects. But when you really sit down and listen to the lyrics, this is a goofy f- song. It's like the goofiest, makes no sense to me, Metallica song of all time. But everything else that's with it, the riff, the drums, the pace, everything else about it is like a jam. I would have to say that uh, James in this day and age would sit down and go, give me fuel, give me fire, give me that with I desire. Not as cool as I originally thought when I wrote it. Yeah, like, it, uh, it feels like uh, Heaven's on Fire by Kiss, <laughs> but I don't want to hear Heaven's on Fire by Kiss Metallica. by Metallica. So which one are you choosing? If I had my pick of the two, well, you do. I'm taking Ain't My Bitch. Ain't My Bitch, right. okay. Um, this once again, like after hearing uh, Until It Sleeps and just wondering what the f*** is going on, when Bitch came on, I was like, okay, yeah. I get it. It's not fast, but it's heavy. It's good. They lost me a little bit on the slide guitar solo. Uh-huh. That yeah. was my uh, intro. We're like, this is a different band now. This is a different. They never would have had a slide. Kirk had no problem before. using the slide on yeah, that. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. okay. Uh, Fuel, I love how it starts with the James Acapella. Like, you know, you're expecting, because Metallica always had some kind of intro. But this was just, give me fuel, give me fire. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, great riff. Still play it to this day. Every sports uh, team has it. But um, I do have to go with Bitch. By a by a hair. All right. If there wasn't a slide solo, it would be bitch all the way. Having said that, both of these songs make it onto my. They both made your list, huh? They both both make mine. And uh, bitch are both on it. How about you, Cody? They both make mine. Both made yours. Both made my fourteen super load. Yeah, because we have fourteen is is the uh, is the max. Super load. That's only one of them made mine. God, I was stressing out so much about this. I switched two songs on my drive up here today. I've, I've, I'm I'm so invested in this dude. Oh, yeah, dude <laughs> Which one made it? Fuel made it. Fuel made it. Fuel made it. Yeah. Didn't make it. It well, didn't make it because I replaced another song with another song. We'll get into it. I don't know, well, man. Well, one more thing about about bitch too is that ain't my bitch. When I first saw that on on, a, on the record, I'm like, what does that mean? Like, ain't this ain't my girl or right. it's not my problem? That's how I and saw it. Yeah, it's it's not my problem. It ain't my bitch. And I also love the classic head film. It ain't uh, my bitch. Yep. Yep. Only he could get away with that. Uh, then we go to uh, Cody's, uh, or actually Cody's favorite, I would assume, uh, two by four uh, versus Memory Remains featuring Marianne Faithful, who has the distinction of banging both Mick and Keith of the Stones. I don't. Let's let's not say she's the only one, but she's the most famous most, one to bang. Yeah. To bang both. The right. I said right. she has the distinction. Right, right, I didn't say right. She's the only yeah. One. Uh, what do you think about that one, uh, uh, Cody? All right, two by four. I have my pros. Not a bad song. Very bluesy. Uh, but I'm not going to lie. Every time I hear 2x4 when that uh, song, I get confused. I'm like, what am I listening to? I don't know what band I'm even listening to anymore. It's not bad, but every time I hear it, it's a great, heavy, bluesy riff, it, but it's almost like it doesn't fit. Not only not only Metallica, but this album in general, it doesn't yeah. fit. And it's actually one of the songs. You mentioned Ronnie. I feel like Ronnie almost fits better than 2x4 does. Um it, I just don't know what to say about it. It's almost odd and confusing. Memory remains. Now here, 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 here we go. Here's what's gonna get yep, me. Here here's what's gonna get me my death threats. <laughs> I feel like memory remains is Metallica showing off. This is the song that I think they. You know how we had those three albums. You had uh, Ride the Lightning. You had uh, Master of Puppets and um, Justice Justice for All. Each one had their. They're instrumental. Right. You yeah, had yeah. Call of Cthulhu, you had Orion, you had uh, To Live, to live, is, live is to Die. die. Yep. And to me, those are honestly my three favorite songs of each album. This was their version of that, but they mm. decided to make a full song of it. It's 
heavy as hell. It's got a crazy good riff, but there are multiple key changes that are almost confusing, but work so well that I honestly think this is Metallica's best musical arrangement of a song they've ever done. Wow. I think it is in, so impressive, so much so that they play it nonstop to this day. They used it on the S&M record. It was I th- the second song in the set this mm-hmm. last summer's stadium tour. I feel like this is Metallica's best musical work they've ever done. Interesting. It might be, and I, this is a not a statement that most people would say, this might be my favorite Metallica song ever. You were kidding when you said you were a load and reload defender, man. That's that's a bold statement. No, that's song. It's I a bold statement, it. but I love the fact you're so passionate about it. I'm looking to see how long it is. 439, so it's not an epically yeah. long tune, because a lot of songs on reload are five, six minutes yeah. long, and needlessly so, should right. I yeah. say. This one, it could be seven minutes because there's so many parts to it. Kurt Hammett's uh, solos in a lot of these songs get a little, not ambiguous, but a little self-indulgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the one song on both albums that I felt like ever you cannot continue the song without that guitar solo. Yeah. And it goes into the solo very cool too. Oh, yeah. And even even down to the da 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 what a let, let me, what a song. So what which one do you choose obviously? Oh memory remains. Okay. So let me take over from this. I'll go next. Uh two by four which to me it reminds me of one of those older Sabbath songs like Sabracadabra. And that's one thing about that's this record. Point. There's a lot of you might say an ACDC influence, but I'm hearing much more of a Sabbath influence because Sabbath never was a thrash band. They never had anything up-tempo. I mean, Paranoid's about as fast as it gets. All their stuff was blues-based. just right, yeah. And I find they really went onto the blues side even when you think on the next record, the... The uh, uh, Garage Days, they did Sabracadabra, which yeah. is very similar to... Yep. Which is my favorite, by the way, Sabbath song they ever Sabracadabra did. Sabracadabra. Yeah, so two cool. by four, and I also think it might have something to do with the rhythm of it, like a four on the floor, four by four, two by four, because obviously you think it's a, it's a, a piece of wood that you're hitting somebody yeah. with, but that's not it. Uh, having said that, Memory Remains... Once again, love the acapella guitar, fortune, fame, mm-hmm. mirror, vein, gone insane. Like Those are Hetfield classic lyrics. Yep. Yeah. And then to me, the uh, the ultimate coup de grace, Marianne Faithful, just that creepy, nah, 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 sounds like a witch cackling. It just really sets the tone of uh, of this tune. Kind of written from a strange standpoint, too, about like a, it was, I'm ready for my close up, Mr. DeVille. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember what it's called, Sunset Boulevard, I think is the movie. The Hollywood- Which is great with the lyrics, a faded prima Fred donna. Prima. But this is a very rare time when this is not metallic it's not iron maiden or anthrax so they write about books and movies quite often yep. this is metallic i think one was one they wrote about mm-hmm. a movie and then this yep. one about sunset boulevard so uh memory remains versus two by four two by four it's a decent track but i'm going with memory and uh and memory is on uh or should we should we even continue should we just give the whole list at the end i think that's a great way to let's do do I think give the whole the list at the end at yeah the end. okay i so, picked uh i picked memory okay um I remember two by four. I like two by four. I remember remember those magazines I was talking about earlier. I remember buying a magazine and it, and it basically gave a description and a rating of every Metallica song ever. And the the rating and the description of this song was, uh, I'd rather be hit in the head by a two by four than listen to this two, this song. And I was like, shit, it's not that bad, man. Like it's not it really isn't that. Bad. And I was like, why is this so bad? But like, and I liked it. I liked two by four. And two by four, like I said earlier, was the first song I ever heard via that live fan cam footage or fan can footage from like 96. It's funny because when he brought this up to me, the first actually joke I made was like, yeah, you know, 
I guess we'll just sit around like talking about the good songs and two by four. Yeah. <laughs> but like you guys both said, memory remains is like that's still to this day. Like it's a classic. And yeah. James just puts the the mic up to the audience and they sing the Marianne Faithful part. The na 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 na. You know, it's 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 a great yeah, song. And it's funny because if you look at the songs from that era that they play, it's Fuel and Memory Remains. Yeah. Like the one two tracks off Reload. They don't play yep. anything from nope. Load. Now, right? Nothing. Think, yeah, but this, uh, that particular maybe song. Nothing once in a while. And once, once in a blue moon, yeah. But this so. particular song, it's eerie, it's different. It fits like the mold of what these two albums want to be. It almost seems like. In this video we were talking about earlier, this is the first time I thought they looked cool again. Yeah. Yeah. Like James's hair was kind of long. He's wearing shades. They all kind of. They got they all, out of their. Uh, yeah, man. Out they all looked cool again. Right. I was like, okay, man, they're right. They're back on the right track. Yeah, but yeah. this song, just like, like, just think musically. Like, you're a bass player. You're you're a musician, yes. uh, Chris. You guys are both musicians. Like just musically and arrangement wise, this move, this song is borderline complicated. It's a good song, man. When Arrang it comes, yeah, oh, absolutely. When it comes to actual arrangements, but if you were to like make simplify it in any way, it would ruin how great this song is. Yeah. And like I said, it's a very jam packed four and a half minutes mm -hmm. that yeah. I didn't realize it was that short. All right, don't forget, too, that Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea, the triple whammy, is now completely sold out only four days after we went on sale, uh, which is amazing. Thanks to all of you who uh, have trusted us with a vacation of a lifetime. If you want to still go, there's a chance. Just go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com, sign up for the waiting list, and hopefully over the course of the next seven and a half months, a cabin or two will open up here or there if people can't make it, and you'll be uh, slotted right in there. So ChrisJerichoCruise.com, sign up for the waiting list for the triple whammy. All right, back to the classic album clash, Load versus Reload. Uh, the next tune's not as short. Uh, it's the house that Jack built from Load versus uh, Devil's Dance from Reload, both over five minutes. Um, yep. I'll take this one. Uh, wow, it's interesting because Devil's Dance is a great kind of opening bass line. Uh, which I really love. The one thing about both these records, I, I was begging for them to like just do an up tempo song, please. Like after I ain't my bitch and fuel, yeah, it gets mid level. Right. So uh, the house that Jack built, though, I think is one of the most underrated Metallica songs. It's super I agree. heavy, a uh, great chorus. And talking about, I think, your body's your temple, like, you know, a, a drug abuse and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Devil's Dance is one of those ones you listen to it the first time, you like it. House That Jack Built is one that took me quite a few listens. And when I listened to it last night, if you would have asked me two days ago, I would have said Devil's Dance by a long shot. Uh, after listening yesterday, I'm going to go with the House That Jack Built wow. uh, as, as the winner of this one. Frank? Okay, so both these made my list. Okay. Both wow. these make both these make the unload album or, or whatever. Okay. Um, Devil's Dance again, like I said, was the second song I heard on that fan cam thing. They played it in Germany or somewhere, and I remember going, "That's cool." And it, because it's bass driven, yeah. and I'm a wow. you're, you're a bass guy, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. Because it was rare to hear Jason get yes. a little spotlight. Yes, yes, yeah. and you're a, you're a bass guy too. So yeah. you, so I was like, okay, I like this, and it's just cool, and it's just Devil's Dance. Like that's that's a metal song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, House that Jack built. I remember I just digging that opening, that opening riff, and I was like, "This has just got a cool vibe to it, man." Right? Yeah, and it just, yeah, and it's just a, yeah, and I was like, "It just, it gets, it just gets, yeah, 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 man." And I was just, and I was like, I remember I made a, I made a 
a Metallica mixtape back when making tapes was still a thing. And I put like heavy Metallica songs on one side and fast Metallica songs. And I included this on the heavy side. This would be like a harvester of sorrow to me. I was thinking about that. hundred percent, man. Vibe to it. hundred percent. So, uh, so I dig both these songs. Both of them made my list. Um, uh, if I had to give the edge, well, you do. That's the idea. Okay. I'm going to give the edge musically to house the Jack built just because as a, Full song structure. Gotcha. I'm gonna give it to that, but like Devil's Dance is a very close second. And let me just say quickly, it's it's always cool to actually hear bass on a Metallica record because if you go through their whole existence, they've had three of the best bass players that until Bob Rock got involved, you could never hear them. Right, and You'd never no, heard them. And especially right. like when Jason's first album, Jason, nothing. You didn't even hear the bass. But that's the same even with Cliff's albums. He's he's lurking under the the, the depths, but you never quite hear because he was so distorted. Mm-hmm. And can we say has there been another band? That has had three that you bass players hear. of the, that you can't hear, right. but three bass players of this caliber. No. Like these are all like outstanding. I'll tell you the reason why? Because it started with Cliff Burton, and you can't have a shitty player. Right. You exactly. gotta have a killer. How do you replace exactly. You gotta have a man. killer to, to replace him. That's exactly right. But see, each of them bring like Cliff brought what nobody else could bring. Right. Jason is an incredible bass and a great backup singer. Yeah. And Rob is just a beast he brings yeah. he blends what kirk mm-hmm. or i'm sorry what 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 cliff and jason both did middle, right middle exactly ground. what do you think cody well i uh I'm, I'm blown away that you both chose the house jack, jack built. built uh here here's why um you're such a jock you'd make a great <laughs> you're such an arrogant jock <laughs> Like you just look like I can't believe both I can't. Well, assholes. I'm, 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 I'm you Hessians. All right, all right, fine. I was, I was being nice. You know you, what Tom that word chavo. Oh yeah, Hessians. That's a SoCal. That's okay, a SoCal. Oh, yeah. both, both you stupid assholes <laughs> chose the house that Jack built, which is a cool song. And here's why I'll tell you why it's a cool song. Uh, it, it's the first. Oh, you did chose. No, I oh, did okay. not. I, did, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, it, it's this is the first song in the Load album that kind of really start to pull you into what this album really is mm. and i appreciate it for Great that point yeah um it, it's it has some remnants of wherever i may roam mm. uh ah, only yeah. if, if you were to take that same riff but put it on the wah-wah pedal mm-hmm. which kurt does mm-hmm. and it's very cool and it's a good good cool song mm. devil's dance i will freely admit i'm a little biased i walked out to the plate to this oh, song nice. one time oh, that's it's cool. a that bass line boom doom doom oh. As a bass player, you could play it too. Oh, it wasn't yeah. anesthesia. It's real simple. Yeah. Do you right. get to choose the, the, the song you come out to yes, play? Yes, I do. To? That's awesome. Yeah, That's so cool. I chose Devil's Dance. I, I walked out to this for a little bit, and it's a great, it's just a great riff. But here's here's why I actually like the song past that bass riff. Um the the actual guitar riff with that same bass line, before even the lyrics begin. The guitar riff changes three times. Oh, nice! And it's yeah. three separate, really good riffs yeah. that you could easily fit in three separate songs. It's like, fuck it, let's just make a great. We have these three great riffs. Let's make a greatest hits and make it into one song. Greatest riffs. Yeah, yeah. and it's just you know with this song, I used to like turn down. I used to on my car, I'd have separation. I would turn the left speaker on and you would just hear Hetfield's rhythm guitar and it was just it was so cool yeah. sounding, man. So yeah. cool. Yeah. It's just, I used to be able to do that on my stereo yeah. too. I used yeah. to listen to Van Halen albums with no uh, guitar, just the bass and drums mm. so you could switch back and forth. And there's yep. one thing in this these two albums that are constantly done and it's, and it's like almost like an isolated thing where they take out the music and then it's James saying a phrase yes, point, or yeah. a quote yeah. and this is the only song in the both albums that I think it works. 
because usually it's almost like kind of goofy and doesn't fit and like this is not Metallica. But for whatever reason, when I hear just dance, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Then it just. But then he also he can't resist. He has to throw in, just dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No one else could. It's like a, a Willie Nelson, Bob Dylan, Ozzy. If anyone else sang that way, like as a matter of fact. In the early days of Fozzy, you could hear, like on Big City Nights, I had a couple, uh, we did like a Scorpion song, and I'm trying to sing it like Hetfield, and I remember the producer and Rich going, stop, you're not Hetfield. Like, <laughs> Big City Nights, uh! <laughs> you're not Hetfield. Only he can get away with it. So which song did you pick? I picked Devil's Dance. Wow, and th- and okay. that's not against anything in the House of Jack Bill. What, what a song. Once right. again, let me just say that both these albums uh, are great, have great moments. There's never a cut down when you choose one over yeah. the other. Right. Uh, let's go to song four, the battle of the you songs. Oof. Until it sleeps versus Unforgiven two. Who do you think? Oh, okay, take take the call there, uh, Cody. Chris, this was my hardest really pick of the night. Okay, of the two songs. Well, let's let's discuss. Um, Until it sleeps. This song was a offload, the biggest hit of the album. First song you heard post Black Album. Like said, yeah. First this was it. first this was video this and everything. This was the song, song that introduced yeah. me to yeah. Metallica. God, that riff, that that Kurt with the ominous, like like I said, fifties detective sleuth, like down, 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 and that down, bass down. at the beginning too, blue, blue, yeah. yeah. Oh God, just so cool. And then it gets to that chorus, and that chorus, which by the way sounds so simple, it almost sounds like you're, they're just using simple power chords. But when you really listen, it's way more than that. It's it's dropped down to probably what E flat and with unique usage of those power chords. This is the first they this album they did they did drop detuning yeah. and half yeah, step down yeah, also, yeah. right? Like they, they had never done before. With it before like on I think uh, the thing that should not be Yes. But this the whole yes, record. Yes, the whole record is yeah. either half step down or D. Yeah. And just the, the way this song works, it's just one of my personal favorite Metallica songs, just because of where it was with me as a kid. I wrote po- pros and cons to every song. I wrote down cons, none. This is amazing. <laughs> um, what about Unforgiven too? Oh my God! You take a classic song from the Black Album like Unforgiven, which is such a good song, and I honestly think Unforgiven Two is a better song. It's Oof. Godfather Two. Yes. Wow. It's Godfather Part wow. Two. Empire Strikes Back. It is. It wow. Is. What a take! <laughs> it, it, it opens with that slow, uh, you know, heavy riff. That dun 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 dun, dun, dun. Yep. but it's when it breaks from that and then goes to the slow, um, almost rhythmic, um, picking. Oh my god! Like I, that's like, you guys are stopping assholes. We get it. You're talented. <laughs> yeah. What do there, you choose? Oh god! There was one part of this song that though I really appreciated, and it's that I take this key and I bury it in you. Yep. That lyric, which almost makes no sense to the Unforgiven and Unforgiven. talking about his cock. I'm sorry. That's what I thought he was doing, too. But if you actually watch the original Unforgiven video, there's a key in it. So it's like, did did they just throw a lyric in just to reference a music video and not anything musically? And I just dug that. I'm going until it sleeps, but man, I spent I spent literally 45 minutes on these two songs. Yeah. Um. Once again, I agree with you on that. Uh, until it sleeps, I f- hated it. Really? Hated it when it first came out. I was like, "What is this?" I remember at one point too. I think Lars even told me this. Uh, they got such backlash that they started calling it "Until it puts you to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> they, they even hated it for a while. 
This is a song that I guarantee if you guys follow along Metallica's set list, which I do uh, every summer, every show, they busted out St. Anger and Frantic. They would they yep. play one or yep. the other, kind of giving some nod to St. Anger. I guarantee at some point they'll put this song back in the set because this song works much better in 2019 than it did in 2016. Because when I listen to it now, it's great. It is. It's a masterpiece. Maybe not a Metallica if you're a first five albums and the rest sucks. But you talk about the songwriting of Memory Remains. To me, the song, it builds. It's heavy. It's catchy. It's really, really good. Uh, Unforgiven 2, I, same. My only problem is it's called Unforgiven 2. Yeah. You don't write sequels to albums. King Diamond had a record called Abigail 2 a few years ago. Don't f*** with it. Abigail's great. Unforgiven's great. They could have called this Bury the Key. Anything. I, would, I love the song. I listened to it yesterday. I think it's amazing. The only reason why it bothers me a little bit is Unforgiven 2 and the fact that they didn't Unforgiven 3. It's now you're getting into Jaws 3D. They should have called it Unforgiven 3D. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually really liked Unforgiven 3. My problem with Unforgiven they didn't open with that same... Yeah. Why yeah. didn't they? I don't know. I, I agree with that. So, uh, I'm going with uh, until, it's, uh, until it puts me to sleep, as Lars called it. <laughs> All right. I, um, both of these made my list. Okay. Both of them made my list. Um, real thing. Uh, another thing I wanted to acknowledge real quick is like Metallica took so much flack when this album came out because yes. of the change of, hey, they're not, why aren't you doing thrash music anymore? Why aren't you doing yeah, this? People weren't paying attention to what they were doing. Right. My, my argument is when Robert De Niro, who is a, one of the, our, the best actors of our generation and, you know, Raging Bull and Godfather, uh, just, you know, and then he goes and does Meet the Fockers and he gets critical acclaim for that. And it's like, oh, he's yeah. great as a comedian too. So when a band like Metallica, who's known for metal and thrash yes. music, changes, not only do they not get praise, they get backlash from the rock community and everyone else. And it's like, why do those rules not apply to Metallica? And it's like, that that always baffled me about this. It's like, because oh, they had the balls to change and do something different. But uh, oh. I, I think when you're talking about that, you know, um, I remember we, we were talking about, like, so for example, Kevin Smith movies. Big Kevin Smith fan. When Chasing Amy first came out, I didn't like it because all I was doing was waiting for Jay and Silent Bob to come out. And if you guys know the movie, they don't come out to the very end. Yep. I was pissed off. This sucks. This is stupid. Now, Chasing Amy is by far the best Kevin Smith movie. The story is amazing. Now that I know, okay, Jane and Bob have a very important part at the end, but pay attention to what's going on now. I feel the same about Load and Reload. I was so distracted by the fact yeah. that they had changed their image and they weren't playing thrash metal or even black album level heavy right. metal that I said, this sucks like a total Hessian, like a total banger, <laughs> as we used to say yeah. back in the day. Now listening to it as a mature, well, barely, right. but as a musician who understands you have to make changes to stay relevant, like I said, I'm not going to say they're both great records because they're not, but there is some amazing, amazing material on this. Yeah, they both made my list. Uh, Until It Sleeps, the, the subject matter, It's I, I think the song is dealing with cancer and James has a strong James tie is, be James is because mom, his mother and right? his father and because Christian of the religion, science, Christian yeah. science, you know. So, like, the subject matter is really heavy and, like, when you listen to the lyrics, you really, like, connect with that. Uh, and Unforgiven 2, like, again, a great, I remember them playing that live at the, at the MTV VMAs probably in 97 wow. or something. Uh, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good performance of it, but the song was really good. And I, it's I got a great chorus. I disagree with you to where I, I'm such a fan of the Unforgiven 
that this song came out. I'm like, okay, it's a sequel, but just like any movie, it's not as good as the first one. But I still really like it so much so that they both made my list. So which one do you choose? The best? Um, I mean, until it sleeps is an original song. Like you said, they didn't have to call it Unforgiven Two. So like until it sleeps, uh, just good song all the way through, and just You'll take that one. Cre- yeah, I'll take you until it sleeps. All right, this is going to be interesting. Uh, King Nothing versus Better Than You. And when King Nothing came out, I remember like this is. Once again, I'm grasping at straws. Well, this kind of sounds like old Metallica. And here we go again. You can actually hear Jason playing, which yep. is, oh, that's a pretty cool vibe to it. And I don't think it's aged well for me. Uh, it's not as good now as when I first heard it. And better than you, when, when, I, when Reload first came out, the three that stuck out for me was was Fuel, Devils, and Better Than You. And Memory Remains grow on me. So I really like Better Than You. I like kind of it's got a little bit of an industrial thing to it. It just, I think it holds up better in 2019. Even though King Nothing is maybe a bigger hit, I'm going to take better than you. Wow. What, what do you think, Cody? Wow. I'm going to disagree with you. Um, I, I was not a huge fan of Better Than You, and here off Reload. and um, Better than you! Oh! Actually, that's the only <laughs> better part. Better than you! That's the part that I like. <laughs> yeah. It's everything else. Just like it, it feels barking. Yeah, it's just I, I loved that Better Than You better than you but a little bit uh, a little bit poppy yeah it just kind of doesn't feel like it fits it's almost like you're taking two different songs and like they just mashed them together where King Nothing I will freely admit has some serious flaws now that bass line at the beginning of the song boo doo 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 what a great bass line which is like it's so weird hearing Metallica really focus on the that's bass. That's what I'm saying. It's sure. weird to hear Feature bass. the bass, yeah. And Bob Rock is a bass player. That's yeah. why. Yep. They've never had a better sound mm-hmm. on bass before he was in the production chair, right. nor have they had a better sound since he's left. Yeah. So how I felt about this song, I kind of felt this was a little bit more on this album, Load, a throwback to like older Metallica. Like This song, to me, could have easily fit on the Black album seamlessly. I agree with you. And uh, But my only gripe with the song is that... Um, it gets a little messy during the chorus, which is weird. Like For nothing. Yeah, uh, King Nothing. Like the chorus starts to go, and it almost sounds like a mess, and it all crashes down, and it gets <laughs> down. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and at that point, I'm like, it's just, it's noise. <laughs> What's happening? You're right, and that's yeah. and maybe that's why I'm saying it doesn't hold up as it, well. As that's my it. issue with the song. Is um, that your bitch? That's my bitch. That is my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That being said, and the, the one only part of the song I hate is, remember how we talk about these two albums where James will throw in a line in between in between music yep. where he'll say like, yeah, or whatever it is. And this one is, where's your crown? It drives me insane. <laughs> where's when your crown? I would give anything to get an edit button and just cut that. <laughs> if you could read, this is, this is oh the, Cody, the Cody Decker remix. I want to cut. Same, it's just that's gone. Just cut the where's your crown portion <laughs> that being said between these two songs i'm going to go with king nothing okay. i think it has it's a good song it gets a little messy but i really do dig the song Th- that's one that they'll be playing again i'm sure at some point what do you think frankie king nothing by a landslide okay. for me <laughs> okay better than you is is okay but it's just that first that the chunkin that that seemed like such a stamp of the time of what was going on musically and uh, uh, I'll admit this. I'm partial to this because when I saw Metallica, Corn Open from, from Metallica, I saw him in the forum in December right. for this for this album. 
when they started playing this song, King Nothing, they opened up the stage and like there was red lights coming from underneath and there was such a cool ambiance about it. I was like, holy shit. And they just, and I just love the King Nothing. It's just such a like, like, where's your crown, King Nothing? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. We use that in wrestling. I, I love that. I, I could I, say that to Baron Corbin if we were in the hundred percent, man. We're, like, we're not. Like, all I'm, right, fine. I will join wrestling. I, I will. <laughs> I, I, my gimmick is picked. I know. I, I know. I know. I know what you're saying about the lines in between. But like, where's your crown, King Nothing? Like, like you're king. You ain't king of shit. Like, I love. Like, where's it's such. Crown? It's such a tough sounding song. And again, because because it opens with that just that that groovy, greasy kind of bass riff. I just I really dug it and seeing it live and seeing the stage open up and the red come up. I love it. And King Nothing's like and the video. I like I like this video. Being in the snow. In the snow. Yeah, yeah. Cool. and they all got gloves on yeah. and they're playing. I will say that harkens cool. back. To the classic picture with Cliff in Sweden when they're making yes. Master Puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll agree. That, that video is just super different. Like, it, it does and forget Metallica. It's just a different music video. And um, just as a quick little segue, a uh, quick little trivia, they've never played Better Than You live. That's one of the ones. That's, that's right. That's one of the ones. That's right. Uh, so King Nothing obviously made my list. Um, now, now we start getting into the... Uh, once again, heard the song yesterday and don't couldn't tell you how it goes. Uh, Hero of the day versus Slither. Uh, um, this is a, this is a, this is a, this, this is, is a softball pitch for me, man. It is. Uh, it's a softball pitch. What, but. Hero of the day reminds me of "Hold Me" by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Hold me, dick, dick, dick. Come on. Oh yeah. Okay. And yeah. Hero of the day always bothered me gets on my nerves the only reason why i kind of always uh tolerated it was because it had double bass for the one and only time yeah i'm so i'm, I'm so desperate for double bass that i'll take it on hero of the day uh don't like the song to me it's one of the worst metallica songs because it was promoted almost as bad as invisible kid from uh saint anger oh uh, so i'm gonna go oh my gosh <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Invisible kid. Wait till the watch along for that one. We found the grid. I can't wait. I did. cannot wait for the Saint Anger <laughs> watch along. I cannot wait. We're gonna have uh, a conversation. So even though I barely remember how it goes, I'm going. I'm taking Slither. Oh boy, <laughs> really? Oh, you this. literally said nothing <laughs> about Slither. I don't even. I just don't like Hero of the Day. I hate how it starts. I hate the terrible chorus. Okay. I don't like it. I don't want to hear it. This this is my cure, as we're gonna to get to later on. So hero of the day, you're you're the, you're the you're the jobber of the day. I'm taking Slither, even though I barely remember it. Uh, some kind of mid tempo uh, so crap song. Both yeah. So there you go. What do you think, Frankie? I took hero of the day. <laughs> I, I I think it just I think it's a better structured song. Uh, just that don't go looking for snakes you might find it like yeah it was this weird oh, that's slither that's right yeah 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 that's a great part like I love like lyric. i think hero like there's a really cool build uh to the solo and i and i really like i really like the snm version of hero of the day like james really interacting with the crowd right before the solo he's like i can't hear you and the crowd pops it's really cool so um neither of these songs are real like strong points of the albums but 
So like, you know, this is kind of hero of the day by default, but like Slither's just one of those ones just gets lost, dude. It just gets, to me, it gets like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a bad song because in my opinion, there's no bad Metallica song, but just uh, of the, yeah, I'm a a defender two or three. Your opinion is going to be tested pretty quickly here. (laughs) You're going to love how I wrote this. Okay. I wrote down pros and cons. Pros, a complete departure of Metallica. Cons, a complete departure of Metallica. (laughs) Is this for Hero of the Day? This is for Hero of the Day. There's something about Hero of the Day that I do like, and that is when it gets later in the song, when he does the key change, it almost feels... Now, bear with me with this statement because it's a much watered-down statement. It almost feels like how one got to... This one goes to that... It gives yep. you two moments of that really hard moment. So now I see. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, the double yeah, bass. And it's really cool moment. I will say, this song is really hard to defend. Hero of the Day? Yeah, it's hard to defend. I like it, but I'm going to say that there's nothing about this song that makes me go like, this belongs on a Metallica Like I said, now I challenge you to not hear Hold Me by Fleetwood Mac. Right. Here, here, right. I'm actually yeah. really mad you said that because in my head, now that's all I'm come hearing. On, come on and hold me. <laughs> so, uh, I'm obviously- and then and Slither. Okay, here's the thing about Slither. I didn't even remember Slither. Yeah. And I had to listen back to it, and this is what I wrote down. Pros, you can nod your head to it. Cons, so forgettable. I still <laughs> I forgot the chorus just now after listening to it. Right. So because of that... I'm going with Hero of the Day because I at least remember Hero hey man, of the Day. It's, it's a low man's lyric anyway. You slice it right there. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, no, it's no, a, no, no. What I mean, it's a low, it's a low end tune yeah. either way. But Hero of the Day had some steam. Uh, this to me, uh, now we go to Bleeding Me mm-hmm. versus Carpe Diem Baby. I remember Bleeding Me, actually, they played it on the radio. And this is when I was working for ECW, waiting for my plane ticket mm. at 4 o'clock in the morning when my flight is at 6. And Paulie was going to call me. And he would always call me about 4.15 and go, here's your, here's your flight number. And I remember that there's this, this, this show called Overnight with Andy Frost. And Bleeding Me was on, this is Metallica, Bleeding Me on Overnight with Andy Frost. This song, to me, Bleeding Me, is not only the best song out of all of these songs on both records, mm. but to me, it's in my top mm, 15 might be pushing it, but it's top 20 of all time. I think this is the best Metallica song of the 90s. I think it was the best song on SM. I think it's the best song on both these records, and I would love, love, love for them to play it again. The only thing that didn't make this an old school Metallica tune was they didn't get super thrashy at the end. Uh, had they have done that you could have put this on on master puppets carpe diem baby never really rated it until i was at like we said the uh the metallica 30 they played this and it was really really good did they really god i gotta go back and listen to that wow man just busted it out out of nowhere yeah it's a really cool once again reload is stricken by way too many mid-tempo songs i'm just begging for them to just just give me a so uh, it suffers from because it's just in the pack of a bunch of other mid-tempo songs. But at least I remember "Come Seize and Suck the Day," "Carpe Diem, Baby," but uh, "Bleeding Me," man. Like I said, that's my winner of all twenty-seven songs on both these records. Yeah. It's a Metallica masterpiece, and uh, I think it's very underrated. They should bring that up and bust it out again next summer. There you I, go, James. If you're listening to me, that's my uh, line. To I, you. I couldn't agree more. Bleeding me, I think, is such a showcase of James's vocals. Yeah, just 
just such a cool song, man. Like really, like you know, anyone that says James just barks and just is growl, like like James sings his ass off in that song, man. Right, exactly, man. Like just the the way those key changes in his voice, it's just so good. You can feel. I don't know what he wrote about, but great songs. You don't have to know. You right. just know what it means. I know what it means to me. Yep. I know what bleeding me means to me. And I feel whatever James was getting across in his mind, yeah. I'm feeling it in mine. Caught under wheels roll. I, I take this curse. It. I'm bleeding yeah. me. That's so I good, man. Face it. Right. I can't fake it or I can't face it. I, I, whatever it is. I can't. It doesn't matter. It works. Either thing. I can't face it. It's, it's ah! so. He's singing with so much emotion. And, and like you said, certainly one of the highlights of the SM records. Yeah. Like, so. It worked so well. So, so. Maybe the best song, maybe the best original Metallica track to fit to that symphony. Oh, remember when Andy just so goes, good. he goes, bleeding me. That's bleeding me, friends. Or it's something so, like that. so, so good. And, um, yeah, I mean, this one wins hands down for me. Like, just, just, uh, just such Any a. Thoughts on Carpe Diem, baby? Uh yeah, like I like 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 okay. Other than saying seize the season, suck the day, like the song doesn't sound like it's about like seizing the day, because right. there's Which like li- live, win, die, fail, like you know, bite the nail. Like it's just like uh, it. It sounds like it should be such an inspiring song, but it's really not. Like not a bad song, but just like in comparison to bleeding me, like bleeding me just drowns it, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, Cody. I, uh, well. I'm, I'm going to go with you guys on this, and it's funny when you bring up Bleeding Me. I'm going to actually go the other way around. I'm going to go with Carpe Diem Baby first and just say, listen, these these are my notes on it. It's a cool, bluesy riff. Yeah. It's a cool song. It, it really is. the Sabbath that we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, I like the, the guitar progression. Uh, the key changes are cool. Here are the cons of this one song. It's not as good as other cool bluesy riffs on the album right. it's just yeah. like it kind of like you said it gets lost in the shuffle yes. in reload we're bleeding me and it's so funny how you gave that intro to bleeding me because this is my exact notes it's like i, I it, you would think i would have emailed. Are you looking over my shoulder i'm i'm a little worried are you reading my emails <laughs> because my my actual thing is bleeding me pros arguably the best song on both albums the chorus Hold on, the wheels roll. Just, it's just. I think it's caught under wheels roll. Is it caught, caught under wheels roll? Like, uh, like I'm caught under the caught wheel. Caught under wheels, wheels roll. roll. I'll yeah, take this I mean, leash. I'm bleeding me. Yeah. Oh God, it's just, it's just so f- good. Yeah, and yeah. that, that, that goes, that's the quote. It's just so. F- Good. It's just so fucking yeah. good. I mean, it goes without saying, "Bleeding Me" wins this, and that's nothing against Carpe Diem Baby. It's a good, it's a cool I mean, song. Like I said, it, the problem with S and M, there's a, there's, a, there's a Kiss record called uh, "Hot in the Shade" from me. Yeah, there is. Yeah, my only problem with "Hot in the Shade" is it's 15 songs. It's five songs too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have easily pared that down. I find the same with the Reload record in that there's a lot of great stuff, but there's a there's a there's a mid stretch that a lot of filler. It, it, a lot it, of filler. It's a filler. Yeah, exactly. So I think that you uh, definitely nailed that one with uh, with the uh, bleeding me. I'm yeah. just looking at the set list on S and M two. I can't just, wait. We were just talking we about were talking that. About earlier, I, I, I looked at it. On it. I, they they I, included I a lot of what they did in the original, and they threw some hardwired stuff in. See, I kind of I was kind of hoping they would just take some old shit and like do a whole new. I was I was at the the mark in me was thinking like maybe they do two more new tracks like they did with minus human and no leave clover and no leave clover is actually a. a Outstanding! I saw him. I saw him play alive in at the Coliseum when they did the um, su- the summer sanitarium. Oh, so good! Yeah. Okay, I got it pulled up right here. I'm gonna see because I want to see if because um, they did the same set list both nights. 
opened with Cthulhu, which was genius, amazing. Yeah. Same thing though, man. Genius, yes, but same thing. Like I, I was, but I was expecting. Let's, let's no, go with something no new. No bleeding me. No bleeding okay. me on this list. Oh, I loved me. that in the first um, one. I agree. I agree. So we're gonna move on now as I get back to my uh, uh, document. Okay, so now we go to okay, Bad Seed versus Cody's favorite. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Why don't you take it, Cody? It's called The Cure. Okay, yeah, let's start with Matt Seed. There. Is this song about <sighs> The Cure of the band? No, I, if it was, it'd be, it'd be listenable. Yeah. Here's the deal. Bad Seed. We'll start with Reload, Bad Seed. The yeah. second album of these two. Uh, pros. Here's my pros. And my pros and my cons are exactly the same. Pros. It sounds like a George Thurgood song. <laughs> <laughs> my pro, my cons. It sounds like a <laughs> shitty John Q- George Thurgood song. No, it sounds, I, like, sounds like a John or Thurgood. John Thurgood. He's playing the Belmont tonight. John, He's John, open for gutter candy. John Thurgood. Yeah, if you're opening for gutter candy, you're in a bad position. It sounds man. like a John yeah. Thur- George Thurgood song. Only he's not. He's not accompanied with the Destroyers. Like they heard this. Like, oh, man. we're not coming. Sorry, as we go. Oh my God. God, John Thurgood. Uh, but, but how does bad? What, what is? How does bad seed go? Oh. I just listened to it yesterday. Oh, it's not good. You're talking about the bad seed. Oh God, what a bad oh. song. <laughs> yeah, should be called bad, bad song. song. Bad song. It's bad. It's uh, bad. So who do you take it then? God, you must You're, choose. I've you re- must decide. I've really, I've really gone forward and said how much I hate Cure. <laughs> this is a horrible song. It is not just a bad song. Here, here. Pros, none. <laughs> Cons, everything. Is that Jesus. Bad Seed? Or? This, this, is, this is Cure. Oh, okay. This is Metallica's oh, worst. Bad Seed sounds like a bad Thurgood song. Yeah. I think so the Cure no. sounds oh, like a bad, bad Seed. is a bad George Cur- Thurgood song. So is Cure. Cure is... Uh, John is, Thurgood. Oh, God. Sorry, George Thurgood. Sorry. <laughs> I've had a couple. Anyways, uh, the uh, cons of Cure are this is Metallica's worst song ever. This song wow. sucks so fucking. Invisible Kid? You and I are going to have some words. Oh, I can't this. wait to the. To this, some kind of monster watch. The, here's my exact words I wrote down. Cons, everything. This Metallica song is the worst song they've ever done. This song sucks so much this riff sucks the megaphone talking at the beginning is dreadful the verse is dreadful the Off chorus the sounds like field, bring it on break uh, the seal this chorus sounds like it was for a completely different song one they decided wasn't good enough so they just decided to throw it on this horse shit this is trash jesus does it make my super load album no <laughs> My God! So I guess you're choosing bad seed by default. By, by default, default. <laughs> my bad seed is shit. <laughs> All right, Frankie. <laughs> I, well, needless to say, none, neither of these made my list of the un, of the unload album or whatever we're calling Wait it. Wait till Lars hears that. I know scathing review from Cody. I'm gonna um, get a death threat from Lars. Yeah, from ne- Lars. neither of these are on my list. Cody Decker, um, I'm coming to kill you. <laughs> Who the fuck is Cody Decker? I, th- I think this should be in the delete file. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's Tobin Ulrich think of this song? <laughs> Um, yeah, neither of these made my list. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Bad Seed. Like these are both. Uh, 
if there's if there are such thing as throwaway Metallica tracks, like both of these are just kind of. You like, said earlier there was not a bad. Well, no, there's not. Like I said, I'll defend every Metallica. Like the worst Metallica song is better than most bands' okay, best Metallica. This, how does Bad Seed go? Because I just I can't remember. It. Choking I, on a bad seed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever Choking. happened to sweat? Yeah. 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 Yep. That's Bad Seed. At least you remember it. Can you t- can you do cure from here? I don't know. That's all the man takes uh, another uh, bullet. Yeah, okay. it's unlistenable. So choosing I'm choosing bad seed, but it's just like you know, okay. I, I'm in the minority here that I actually uh, not like I say I like the Cure. Bad uh. boys don't, big boys don't cry. Uh, I like the Cure of the band uh, and the Cure. Oh, yeah. I like the, it, to me. This is heavy ACDC, but it's heavy ACDC. Like uh, that's the way I want to rock and roll ACDC right. or over uh, overdose ACDC. Not great, like barely hanging on ACDC songs. Um, it, yeah, so uh, with the, the frown, oh, wow, wow. ACDC would not have put this on Black Ice. There's a, hey, dude, Black Ice is another record that suffers from too many freaking songs. Right. Because yes. if we did that one right now, I could remember eight and there's seven the seven bad seeds. No idea how it goes. So I'm <laughs> going to, once seeds. again, I'm going to go with The Cure. No! But, but, <laughs> what are you doing? That's all I did. Hold horrible. on. Neither one of them are making my list, Cody. So just calm down. Me too. Uh, and speaking of songs that aren't going to make my list, let's go to number nine. Poor Twisted Me uh, versus Where the Wild Things Are. This is... They needed to pare this down to one single album, just like GNR with Usual right. Vision 2, because once again, I mean, I would never uh, uh, diminish the effort or the time spent or the amount of time they believe in these songs, but Poor Twisted Me uh, and The Wild Things Are, they're both, like, you can barely remember either one of them. Oh, I, I mean, Poor way. Twisted Me... <sighs> Dude, you know what? Um, I don't even really have a... F- Opinion. So uh, pick a number between one and two. Between one and two. Yeah. One and a half. No, no, no. Tell me number. Pick a number between one and two. Say, say one or two. Two. Okay, so I'm taking the where the wild. Okay, I'm gotcha. Blown away by this choice because I had trouble with this. But my point is, I had trouble too because both of them, as Lars would say in some kind of monster, to me, they're both stock. They're both stock songs to me. And listen, like Kiss Frizz, I'm a Metallica fanatic, but that doesn't mean they. they they could have songs that I don't necessarily care for. And I remember Poor Twisted Me. It's almost a St. Anger vocal where they're kind of out of tune. He's very, the Poor Twisted Me. Um, so yeah, we're in this area of both these records where we're in kind of a, 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 a gray zone where there's a bunch of songs that I don't really remember. So I'm going where the wild things are only because it's a Jason Newstead credit. Hopefully you'll make a couple uh, uh, bucks if you guys download this song because he helped write it. What do you think, Frankie? I went, uh, neither of these made my list. Needless to say. Um, Neither of these made my list for the ultimate song. You know, Cody and I were talking earlier. I was really, when I was reading, I I read the liner notes as I was listening to the album. And I saw that Jason had a writing credit on where the wild things are. And that, 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 perked my interest because my friend of misery is one of my favorite songs because the ultimate yes. you know the the bass Both solo at the two. beginning god that failed is great too. sure exactly and they played exactly. god that failed all summer as well and w- one of my favorite metallica songs ever and um so i'm like oh cool i want to hear what jason what jason brings and it was this and it was uh, it was just like is this based on the There's children's book? Like, yeah, exactly. Is this based on the weird troll children yeah, book that like strange animals yeah man so like uh I'm kind of like you to where these these are both kind of like throwaway tracks like and neither one of them like 
like where the wild things are. Like, like I get what you're saying. How Cody, how it's like three different songs, but it's just like it's too much. It's just like you know we have this much material. We're gonna put it on the record, and so let's go with that. So, that, like we mentioned, my, my point about the the, the uh, hot in the shade record is if it was ten songs better. I think Reload definitely suffers from having way too many songs on it. Uh, if they would have made it a ten song record, it'd be much easier and better. But that's just my opinion, Cody. What do you think, well, guys? I have the exact opposite. Please, that's what we're doing. Songs. Exactly. We don't want you to agree with us all the time, guys. Poor Twisted Me is like the sneaky great song in okay. this album. Explain Ooh, why. Poor Twisted Me. I know how it goes. Now, here's the deal about this. You gotta, sell me on it. I, I will. Uh, here's the deal. <laughs> this is a one a really cool bluesy riff, and this whole album. Load has a lot of bluesy riffs. This is the first bluesy riff that honestly sounds like a Metallica song. Okay. So it it really is cool, and I I will agree with you. And and this is something you and I have actually d- discussed outside of this podcast. Where there, uh, cer- there are certain parts of this album that are like a great James Hetfield solo album. This song is really in that mold. It's a James. It's yeah. a it's, it's a, a James country. Yeah. Like, and like I said, all of these songs. I appreciate, but some of them, but, but, but Twisted Me, you're right. It's very much like some kind of a heavy Waylon Jennings mm-hmm. song. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you know? like an actual George Thurgood and the Destroyers, mm-hmm. but if George had been on heroin for like three or four days, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> you know? And, but it, the, it's just, it's a really good song. It really is. And it, it's not forgettable. Like the, 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 the things about some of these bluesy songs on these two albums, they are forgettable. They really are, yeah, like and said, like bad seed. yeah, bad seed is forgettable. Uh, but this song, really, if you really listen to it, it sticks with you so much so that I listened to these two albums these last two weeks, and like three songs that I did not expect to like really stick with me. This is one of them. Good, like I this song like twisted um, me, gotcha, uh, just over and over. Oh boy, twisted me. I like I like the, I like the title of it. Yeah, poor just, twisted it's, me is a cool title. A really cool song, and it's I, I agree. It's a little bit of a departure when it comes to Metallica. Once again, we're we're agreeing that the, both these records were a departure from yes. where they were at the time frame. But how does it hold up to you now? And you dig this one? I dig this one what, more than I thought I would. This song right here. How does I, it compare to Wild Things Are? That's where where the wild things are is honestly I thought was a really kind of underappreciated really not masterpiece but a really good song. What's the hook on that song? So well, well it's Let's not go. so much the hook. So wake up sleep. It's more the guitar. It's more the guitar riff that's yeah. the hook of that song. And it's so many different layers. Yeah. So here here are the pros of it. It's like it's a long song. It's about six and a half minutes. Right. Now Metallica's never been. Shy to do long songs. Of course. Right? But this particular song is three songs mashed into one. Two of the three songs are really great. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> other one is not <laughs> is a bridge. And when you when you talk about bridges, it's not like a really sexy bridge. You're you live in Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. This is the bridge from Tampa <laughs> to St. Pete. I know that this bridge. isn't the Sky Sky Bridge. Yeah, it's not this a Sky Courtney, Bridge. This is the Courtney Campbell this Bridge. This is the bridge, like, if you're in Tampa and you want to catch Tampa Rays you gotta go in there. the playoffs, right, right. you got to get there, but you got to go on this shitty bridge. <laughs> and it's a shitty bridge right. to get there. I will say those two songs to get there are really kind of, ma- honestly, so, magnificent. So who are you choosing for these two? Which one? Between these two... I'm going to choose Poor Twisted Me, but okay. I got to say, as a song, but I'm saying that Poor Twisted Me because it's more memorable to me. Yeah, yeah. As a song, really, 
Where the Wild Things Are is a better song. Did Did either of them make your list? They both made my list. No shit. Whoa, brother. Hey, man. See, I'm excited to see the actual Me too, man. I thought our lists were going to... I think our lists are going to be so different, which is cool, man. Fascinating. But but once again, like, I appreciate the fact that Metallica touched all of us in different ways with these two records. Because now, here's where I get back into both records. Right. Uh, You've got Waste My Hate, which is a great Oh, so good. Now, here versus Prince Charming. Prince Charming, to me, was a song that I went... Yeah, I, bear, uh, I don't remember. Dude, it's a gem. Yeah. It it's a f- great tune. And I got one thing about this podcast that we did was I got reacquainted with, I know the Load record better than Reload for whatever reason. I think as Load, I probably listened to it much more because it yeah. was five years. Yeah. Whereas Reload was 18 months. Yeah. So probably didn't get as much of a listen. I think Prince Charming is one of the best songs on Reload. Uh, and I think Wasting My Hate is great too. It's very heavy. It's got a great there's no solo on it, uh, which kind of bugs me. But just to go right to the point, I remembered Waste My Hate. I like Waste My Hate, but I'm gonna take Prince Charming because it's one of the the uh, the forgotten gems. Hey Ma, look Ma, it's me! Like really cool shit. Yep. Prince Charming wins both tunes, made my list. Um Literally, both tunes were on my list until probably about three hours ago, driving over here thinking about it. It was hard, too. To and I, yeah, 100% about. it was. I actually, one one of my, uh, for about three months during my indie career in the late 90s, I came out to Prince Charming. Really? Just because of the lyrical content. It was were such a smart-ass song. Yeah, no, I wasn't, but it was just like, hey, Ma, look at me. Like, I made it. Because on the indies, I thought I had made it, you know? Right, like, of course. But and wait, to a certain extent, you had. Right, right, right. But And it's a good song. And so much so that it was on my list up until literally hours ago. Wasting My Hate, what a f- great song title. And I, I remember reading about him getting that, that song title from a conversation he had with Waylon Jennings, James, talking about this. Oh, wow. James apparently was talking to Waylon Jennings, and Waylon Jennings was talking about guys in the industry, and Waylon said, like, just, you know, I'm not going to waste my hate on them. And James was like, that's a great lyric. That one. So, and I was like, wasting my hate? Like, dude, in our business, it's like, dude, how many times, I'm not going to waste my hate on that guy. Right, exactly. It's like, what a great, ain't going to waste my hate on you. I think I'll keep it for myself. What a great lyric, dude. keep it for myself. What a great, great like, so wasting my hate made my list. Prince Charming was on my list as of a couple hours ago. So Prince Charming is going to be my bonus track on this album. Um, Wasting my hate is going to take this just by a hair. I agree with you right there because wasting my hate. What a it starts with that cool bass line, and which again, these two albums getting a little bit of you know spotlight on the bass the yeah. way it gets, yeah. um, but then all of a sudden it kind of changes and then f- you're in a Metallica song. Yeah, again. oh yeah. man, good point. Like, man. Fuck. It's one of the more up tempo songs in the record. It too. really is. We're be- they could have played the Chinese phone book. If it was up tempo yeah. at this point, I'm just give me something. Yeah, and it, it, the song's a f- jam. Like wasting my hate is just such. The lyrics are cool. The and, and now hearing that story, yeah, like, this song just got forty times right, cooler. Right, um, yeah. Prince Charming is not a is a cool song. Like uh, you know, it's a great riff. The bass and uh, the bass drum uh, at the musical break, especially, is like just super cool. The lyrics and the progression between, like, just the talking, almost rapping, 
into the lyric. It like it takes me out every time. I'm the guy that does yeah. the band. Yeah. Every oh, time hey, I'm the guy. It's me. St- blah, 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 still me. Yeah. yeah like so that. it like I like it like it when it starts to like when it, when James starts taking it back into like musically. But it's almost like every verse starts with. I'm the guy. I think I was just so damn happy to have an up-tempo song on Reload that it really, it really stood out for me. No, yeah, and I, I like the song. I'm not gonna say it's not a bad. It's by all means not a bad song. It's just if I had my choice between the two, I gotta go with. Um, I really gotta go with Load, well, wasting my hate. You do have your yeah. choice and wasting my hate. I waste my um, hate. And now we go to this is a face-off of kind of two songs that are very much not Metallica-esque tunes. Uh, the ballads, so to speak, of Mama Said versus Low Man's Lyric. Frankie, you take it. Oh, man. This was a, this was, for me, this was a tough one because, like, like, as a Metallica guy and, like, the more I learn about James Hetfield and, like, you learn that he really draws influence from, like... He had a f***ed up childhood. He had a f- up childhood yes and like the, drawing influence from like i just said like the Waylon jennings and like just that that real country you know he had kind of that country influence on him too god that comes across so much in mama said like that's a country song mm-hmm. like to me that's like a song that like i remember playing for my mom who's a fan of country music and going listen to the song it sounds like and they were also talking to and reading some articles not to interrupt you but they're saying this is the first album where james wrote about his own shit it was not about war. This song's about, mom. yeah, mom, yeah. Mama, said, mama said he, he talks about. sleeps about his mom. Right. He's really opening up, like, this is my real life. I want your arms to welcome me, but a cold stone's all I see. Like, that's like, that. Uh, that's shit that, like, as Metallica fans, we connect with. Because, like, we know James's stories. I'm like, shit, we know what he went through. You with can it. relay that to your stories, whatever right, they might Right, be. exactly, man. And so it's like, it's such a powerful song as a Metallica fan. And then, and then I remember when um, Low Man's Lyric came out and, like, the hurdy gurdy. And like I remember, like what's the guy's name? Jim. Jim. I, Jim. Jim right. That plays the hurdy gurdy. You call them hurdy gurdy man. And it's like that's such a weird instrument to hear on a Metallica album. I like that. Um, I have a little trivia for that that I read. Is that it was basically just more of a mainstream power ballad, Low Man's lyric. And then they said we don't want this to be a power ballad. And James said, Lars, can you tone down the drums? And I guess he was at Jim Martin's house, and Jim had a hurdy gurdy. Can I use this on the record? And that's kind of how it morphed into this. I remember more, hearing that, man. I really remember hearing super that. Super cool. Yeah. And these are like these are two like these are two like the ballady songs. And like for me, like I'm gonna I went with Mama said I put that one on my on my ultimate list. Oh, and super load. Yeah, and uh, just because like I think that just that that like connection that James has with this song and like just that like I really dug this song like when it came out like I really dug the song I was like man this is this is a cool and like I like the like the video that came out like it wasn't super popular but the video came they out they released this as a video they released this as a video and um, it's literally the so- the whole song is James like in a cowboy hat and it's like he's a cowboy like going from town to town he takes a cab and the only time that Jason Kirk and Lars appear like they're walking across the street and James is in the back of a car this is one of those ones where James probably said we're doing this. This is James' like, oh, song. Really? This is James' song. All right, but right? yeah. Call f- so, uh, like, as much as I like the Hurdy Gurdy, I like both these tracks. Um, I think they both. If if this were an album that could have two ballads on it, I would put them both on it. But I'm gonna go with Mama Said because of the lyrical content. Because of I really knew that James was a guy who had that. You know, it flaws. James reminds me of a modern day Ozzy. Ozzy was never beyond human reproach. Ozzy's a f*** up. 
and we relate to that. Yeah. To this day, Ozzy has problems. James has problems. Right. And that's why we relate to them because all of us have problems. And us as Metallica fans know his upbringing. Yeah. Know like what he went through, yeah. man. So it's like it's like we would like relate to him. So so when with Mama said, uh, both tracks I really dig. Mama said uh, hits home more right. with me. What do you think, Cody? I um, this was actually really hard for me, and here's why. You really realize because I love both these songs. And I love that they were matched up with each other because I find them. That's both, why I wanted to do it this yeah, way. Yeah, they're very similar. They're very similar, and almost that I almost felt like they were sequels. Now, if the you companion pieces, I yeah, would say for yeah. sure. Yeah. So you know how Metallica takes the stage every night. They use Ecstasy of Gold. Yeah. Ennio yeah. Maricone's um, the uh, classic uh, fistful yeah. of. Dollars. Good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. The, the final scene from yeah, right. Yeah. The way I see best these intro two songs, ever, man. These are pure spaghetti westerns. Both of these. Wow. Okay. I, I kind of like feel like uh, I if if Mama said was fistful of dollars, Low Man's lyric is good, bad, and the ugly. It's a great. And it's a great analogy. I really feel like these are two fantastic songs. Um, Mama said, you know, the prose. It feels like a western. It feels like. Hundred percent. It yep. feels yeah, like man. like James is pouring his soul into yep. this song, yep. and it it really f- hits you. Yep. And then you go on to the you know my cons the, the the cons of the song. Yeah, you're finding yourself confused at the beginning of the song, but as the song yep. progresses, you're sucked in. Yeah, like you can't say that you're not all in investing. In yep. Yeah, He's you just tell like, the story. You're yeah. on board. That's yeah. a Metallica song or anything. This song is killer. Yeah. Then you go into Low Man's lyric. Very similar thing. It almost feels like a sequel to Mama Said. Yep. And uh, like it's the good, bad, and the ugly. It's just th- that, like you said, what's that, what's that instrument called? Hurdy Gurdy. Yeah. yeah. Hurdy Gurdy is so fing. Like, who would have thought we'd hear that in a Metallica song? What like, a, and it, it works so well. At first, you're confused by it. But by the time after the first chorus and gets to the next verse, you're like, this song can't yep. exist yep. without the Gertie Gertie. Yep. And, um, you know, it's just, man. So who you take? Which one are you taking? I'm going to take Low Man's Lyric, but, I mean, it's by a hair. Okay, so, once again, this is what I love about this conversation, the generational gap. So you're talking about uh, CJ in 1996 and then in 98. So I'm 25 years old and 27 years old when these records come out. Metallica, ardent thrash metal fan. I hated both these f- songs. <laughs> really? I, yes. I was like, this even is, after like nothing else matters and Unforgiven. Like this, is, this was different because Mama okay. said it was country and Low okay. Man's lyric with the Hurdy Gurdy was almost like a Nick. They did that Nick Cage. Yeah. Nick Cave. Nick Cave. Nick, Nick Cave in the bad seats. They, they did yeah. that Nick Cage. Oh, song. Nick Cage. Not the bees. Not the, the bees. Jail. They did the, the bees, Nick Cage the song. The, uh, the Rock. Yeah. I'm gonna take <laughs> James Hetfield's face. That's good. Off the bees. Um. I just, I, it was, once again, in a world where I'm used to James and Lars and Metallica being the one sole bastion of heavy metal that okay. would fight for this. In 96, that had changed. There was a new heavy metal band in town led by two brothers from Dallas called Pantera. Pantera, yep. So when this came out, I was like, Canel, dude, you guys lost the plot. Like, you guys are getting f- killed by pantera okay yeah. uh and low man's lyric when i heard the nick cave song on the garage days garage days revisited yeah whichever song that was there was a big long mm-hmm. okay now i understand where low man's lyric from yeah it's a nick cave song. yeah both of them i just didn't like it both thank goodness for the cd era skip 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 yeah. skip in retrospect now going back and listening to them both 
Uh, Mama said, great song. Once again, it should be on a James Hetfield solo record. But to me, it's better than Low Man's Lyric. But when I heard that Low Man's Lyric was originally more of a power ballad, I listened to it without the hurdy-gurdy. And with power drums, like this is actually a pretty good song. I didn't like their arrangement, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, being for the benefit of Mr. Kite also has a hurdy-gurdy. Yeah. It's all about the hurdy-gurdy and the organ grinder stuff. Yeah. Not my favorite Beatles song either, but I appreciate the fact that they experimented. It's something that Sting and the police would do or McCartney would do. What's in this closet? Hurdy-gurdy. Let me fuck with that for a while. Yeah. Okay, I wrote a song about it. What? Yeah. Let's record yeah. it. So um, I would never diss a band for trying something different. I'm glad you guys like it. For me, it doesn't quite fit, but I understand it because it's part of this whole time with Metallica. I had not done this. They wouldn't have done what they're doing today. So uh, I appreciate both, respect both, but Mama Said is, is uh, the better song for me. Yep, yep, agreed. Yep, I then, get it. So then we have decided, oh, we're not there yet. We're Thorn Within versus Attitude. The Jams, I think. No, 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 no. the Jams. Thorn Within, I'll start this one. Thorn Within is sex type thing mm-hmm. by yes. Sons Everyone knows that? Yes. Nah, 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 nah. Or nah, Twist nah, of Cain nah, nah, nah. by Danzig. Yes! Or Twist of Cain by Danzig. Uh, once again, though, it's a cool song. Yep. And at this point, I'm just, when you were first listening to this, hoping for some kind of fire and attitude, Thorn Within had that. Having said that, Attitude is another song to me that's an un, uh, untapped gem. Yeah. Yep. Uh, great tune. Born into attitude. Born into attitude. Sleep yep. at the wheel. Yep. Got a great solo. Uh, I love both of them, but I'll give the Duke to attitude just because I forgot how cool that song was. Yep. But both of them, I believe, made my list. Just so you know. Okay. What do you think, Cody? I'm not gonna lie. Neither made my list. Okay. Um, but here's why I say that. I, of the two, I'm gonna pick attitude. Exact reason you said. Born into attitude. Oh my God. That that chorus fires you the. Like, yeah. listen, the fact that it's a song called Attitude, yeah. sang by Hetfield, who sings with nothing but Attitude, right. it has to work. Yeah. It does. And it does. It works. It's a f- great song. Yeah. But we did have to whittle this down to 14. <laughs> yeah. So 13. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you, like, I dig Attitude. It's my winner of Between This and Thorn Within. Thorn Within, it's a cool chorus, but the arrangement of this song uh, during the verse, verses, it honestly, it's difficult to listen to. It's almost for, for Thorn. Yeah, it's like almost hard to listen to. Is that where it slows up? Forgive me, yeah. Father. And it just for me, it doesn't work. Um, it almost makes me feel like, and I actually wrote this down. Let me say for word for word, makes me feel like I'm drunk, but <laughs> I'm like not. Now. But not good drunk. <laughs> More like a stand, uh, like I can't stand still, kind of drunk, and I'm falling over, and someone needs to hold me up, kind of drunk. Kind of like now. <laughs> <laughs> that is honestly what that song feels like. I, I'm going to go with Attitude. Uh, neither made my list, but I, okay. I got to say, this particular song, Thorn Within, it just it, it's not a bad song. It's effective, but it honestly feels how the c- progression goes. It feels like I'm falling over, hammered drunk, and I'm, I can't hold control. Can myself. I just say one thing? I love the fact that there's a um, there's a great part in that river. It's... So that, to me, is a, a really cool... So go ahead. What do you think? Okay, so Thorn Within made my list, and Thorn Within was my late late game replacement. Wow. Uh, so if I scrap if I scrap my uh, eighth or ninth hitter, Cody, I would put Thorn within and win. Wow. Um, 
a little baseball talk. Yeah, a little baseball talk. Yeah, just to, uh, uh, a little, little inside baseball. Literally, I'm a, I, I, as if you heard in the wrestling industry, it's called inside right. baseball. Trying to make you feel comfortable. I'm you guys a, did it. On my way, on my way over, uh, you know, attitude uh, kind of had a hamstring cramp and thorn within <laughs> replaced it. I am the thorn within. It's just a cool, like it's very poetic. Like I, I just I kind of dig that like Hetfield poetry kind of shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the thorn within is just kind of cool. Like the classic, just I am the thorn within. Ex- he just hates himself. Right, exactly, right? man. Like that. Like, Gosh. but like you said, like born into attitude, asleep at the wheel. Like that's all cool, like too. But like, born into attitude. But like, I just dig that. Yeah. Like neither of these are like strong, like strong, like two or three songs on my unload album or whatever. the Calling this super load, right? Right, whatever. Super load, <laughs> right? I feel but, good uh, about super load. I think you take some pills for that. But well, brother. Oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Thorn within gets it for me. Just like I like, I like the lyrical content. Forgive me, father. Like I like that stuff. Like the forgive me, father, for I have sinned. That's that's just James wearing his he heart really on his sleeve. James, you know, like, like he's got some problems. He really and he's really deep. What, Frankie, before you go, who would you pick? Do you pick in uh, Thorn or Thorn or? within for me, man? Okay. Uh, yeah. So now we go to the song that we're kind of. Um, Picking out of the, of the of the lineup of the roster because I feel it's very different from Metallica, Ronnie, which <laughs> I'm assuming after kind of piecing together and listening to it, uh, Ronnie is uh, some guy who gets really mad and goes and kills people. Uh, first of all, the fact that they had a song called Ronnie, you're talking about the band that had Creeping Death and Disposable Heroes and Dyer's Eve and uh, Eye of the Beholder and you know the, the struggle within and it's like you know. Ronnie? Ronnie. Like, was Larry booked and, I, and Johnny wasn't <laughs> around? Like, Ronnie? I feel like they were trying to go for a Hey Joe, Jimmy, Jimmy Hendrix type thing. Yeah, because it was kind of the same. Uh, yeah, very similar. Content. Wasn't Ronnie? Did he grab a gun and yeah. kill Joe? Hey, Joe, where yeah. are you going with that gun in your hand Ronnie. type thing? Um, sound. I gotta bow, say, bow. it's a cool song. I mean, but it, this is something you and I have talked about quite right. a bit. Uh, Ronnie is like the pinnacle James Hetfield song. If James Hetfield had a solo album, this is one of the best songs on his solo album. Ronnie and Mama Said would be yeah. James Hetfield's solo um, songs. This is a really good song, but I agree with you wholeheartedly. This has no business being on a Metallica album. I agree. It's not, and listen, once again, this is not an indic- indictment against the tune. It's a very cool tune. It's not a Metallica song. It's literally Metallica doing their version of This hey is Joe. what happens, and once again, you've got to figure this, and I'm saying this with the most utmost respect. This is a band who had sold, I don't know, at this point in time, 10 million records on a black album, yep. who came into the studio and said, this is a song we're putting on there. Any producer with any merit would go, James, crazy but that being said bob rock produced this and he said okay but bob's also making the points of the black album going hey james whatever you want brother yeah yeah. escargo on the other (laughs) whatever you want jimmy (laughs) you play what you want to play jimmy it doesn't stand up as a metallica song uh per se it's a good tune so ronnie and what's what are we debating this against we're just saying this is uh, we're just talking about ronnie on a tone just saying uh, my point was uh, ronnie Really? After Creeping Death and freaking, you know, uh, uh, Leper Messiah, and it, it was Larry not around, and you Jimmy had, wasn't available? You had said that. You had said on a text that Ronnie was the most unmetallica song ever, and I kind of and I kind of looked at that. And I, I agree with and myself. I, and I, you agree with you? <laughs> yeah. And I went like, wow. I was like, that's a really interesting statement. And then I listened to the song on the way, on the way over here, yes. and I was just like, all right, I get what he's talking he's okay. about, man. Like, I get it. Like, And like that was one of those songs, like, when I heard that, I was like, this is very... 
this is very much like I felt like this was Kirk like like wanting to do like a real ACDC and just bluesy just like you know but I just, don't think it's Kirk though I think it's James I, is it James Ronnie is Hetfield and Ulrich and that's, that's, wow that's, okay Hetfield and Ulrich ipso facto is McCartney and Lennon it doesn't mean 100%. that Mars had anything to do with it other than maybe some right. uh, arrangement pieces this is yeah. James through and through just like Mama said Hetfield and Ulrich this is all James Hetfield so funny to take this whole story about Back to pro wrestling. I remember years ago, I was, it's probably 10 years ago at this point, I was working a show, an indie show for Dave Hero in Minnesota. And uh, the guy I was wrestling, I don't know who he I, I forget his name. Sorry, bro, brother. And uh, when I was in the ring, <laughs> I got a Drew's first. Dude, that was me. Was it, yeah. Was I working you on an indie show in Minnesota in 2009? Yeah, I'm sure I was. I was yeah. the Black Mamba. I'm don't sure. you remember me? You were the masked brother. <laughs> That's my magic is the mass brother. I'll tell you what, in AEW, the mass brother will appear at one point or another. <laughs> the mass brother. I'll tell you, if we ever do house shows, right. we'll the first battle right. So go ahead. So, anyways, <laughs> I remember I go into the ring and I'm standing in the corner. They introduce me and I'm like, hey, me. And, uh, and uh, I remember over the PA, like, Ronnie came on. And I went, holy shit, someone's come out to Ronnie. And I'm like, is this guy, this guy's name Ronnie? And his name was like John Smith. And I'm like, wow, why is he coming out to this song? But I remember, like, I looked Terrible over. Terrible ring song. I remember I looked over at the entrance and I saw Jay Lethal doing this, doing like the air, the shitty air guitar. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of a cool riff. And I just remember, like, wow, Ronnie. And it just reminded me of that song. But like, Oh yeah, God. at the same time, I was like, oh, this is one of those forgotten songs. Oh, oh, that's right. Metallica plays this song. That's yes. weird. So, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a it's kind of a throwaway song, even though the Masked Brother came out to it in 2009 against me. Um, I don't... Uh, it's a greasy it's a riff, good man. song, dude. <laughs> that's the farthest thing from... But it's also James in 1997, whatever, just going. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. George Thurgood, right right there. That's That's the Skinner. That's 38 Special. You know, whatever. That's a Van Zant riff. Point being, Ronnie, we all enjoy the song. Yes. We just don't. I'm not going to speak for you guys. I just feel it's 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 the least. Metallica s song ever because when you're talking about low man's lyric or mama said at least they had set the precedent with nothing else matters sure this one there's no precedent for this it's a very southern rock tune I agree with that but yeah. and, you, and you know on that same token like this these albums exist in their own like yes. atmosphere yeah. right? where it's, it's like their own universe right, right to where like these album like these songs are like you're never gonna hear these style of songs again never so yet. it's like right so it's like and it does it does yeah. it's 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 such but this whole album is kind of anti-metallica which is kind of which is kind of cool That's and kind of why, why we're, we're, we're talking about right. this strange universe where from 96 to 98 they completely and once again, much like Kiss and the Elder, Maiden and the X Factor, uh, I'm sure there's plenty more examples. We had a band that was doing what they felt was the most important thing to stay relevant, and in a way, they did that because they completely uh, f- switched the plot. 100. percent And think of just think of music and pop culture and everything at this time. Like this was such a pivotal time for everything. Everything. Like the late, like mid to late 90s to early 2000s. Napster thing first started. Yeah, man. Like this is Everyone, such a different yeah, time different for everything. Time so like. I agree. So we can go back and look at this uh, for the for what it is. Yeah. Which are some really cool songs, uh, different from the past. Now here's here we go. A lot of these tunes on these records were four minutes, five minutes. Metallica always had an eight minute, nine minute song. Both of these records end with two songs that are uh, nine minutes, eight minutes, eight and a half minutes. Outlaw Torn, 
versus Fixer, which originally I thought was F X X X E R. I thought it was called Fixer for about the first year that I had the the three X's record. were the at UCK. Yeah, like, okay, and I was like, oh, it's called Fixer. Okay, well, that's not as cool as because I thought Fixer, that's good, right? So, and one little thing, we're start with you, Cody, but Outlaw Torn. You mentioned earlier, Frankie, that this was the longest Metallica record at yeah. almost 80 minutes. Yeah. Apparently, the original Outlaw Torn was an extra minute and a half of jamming at the end that they had to cut. Ten and a half minutes or something? Yeah. Back in the day, you couldn't have a certain amount of, you yeah. couldn't have uh, more than 79.48 on a CD or right. it might make it skip. So they cut the last minute and a half, but yep. you can't find a whole 11 and a half minute version of Outlaw Torn somewhere. Cody, I really like Fixer on Reload. Great, great song. It's a cool song. Uh, it, it it opens with that like seeming. It's like seemingly wow. yeah. Those dun, that dun, dun, that guitar dun, riff. Dun. Uh, not even riff. Just those. Wow. Just, and then how it just kind of yeah. works in uh, that those guitar uh, screeches into the riff. Yeah. I do want to give the edge to Outlaw Torn because Outlaw Torn. It just feels like. Quite frankly, a Metallica epic. Yeah. The guitar riff alone is just almost untouchable. It's just a great way to end an album. Mm -hmm. So if I'm ending Super Load, Super Load ends with Outlaw Torn. Great. I agree with you on that. And it's interesting because Outlaw Torn, they started playing it on the stadium shows in the summer. And I was like, why are they doing that? I think it might have even text Lars, why are you playing it? They played Cthulhu out of nowhere and they played Outlaw Torn out of nowhere because. Both those songs were in the symphony shows. That's great. Uh, yep. At La Torn, I think it was in the original S and M. Yeah, and I think they're probably just remembering how to play it. Listen to both of these. Uh, I appreciate the fact they ended both of them with a long jam. And we always this is why Ride and Master worked is they were sister albums mm -hmm. that had uh, ending songs that were same as the beginning songs. At La Torn is a great song. Fixer is a jam. It's a good song. There's no hook to fix her. Not at no. all. There's a great hook to Outlaw Torn. Yeah. And I appreciated them both. I like what they were doing. But to me, Outlaw Torn is the song because it fits with the symphony. It's got a great hook. And it is a great way to end an album when you're a tortured Metallica fan in 1996. And I'm dealing with Until It goes Puts You to Sleep. And I'm dealing with Mama Said. And I'm dealing with Poor Twisted Me. And they finally give me a nine and a half minute song that's got, okay, it's not fast, but at least it rocks mm -hmm. and it's heavy. So uh, Outlaw Torn wins for me. This was probably the most difficult for me, like, both these, like I, I really like that both these, both these like eight minute, nine minute jams replace the instrumental. Like if they were gonna have yeah, instrumentals, yeah. like these are what replaced it. And also to the classic fast Metallica song at the end of a yes. record because even even struggle with him was fast. Sure, yeah. Dire's Eve, Dire's Eve, yeah. Heroes, and, um, you know, whatever. Outlaw Torn, going back to James's like like love of country and cowboy and just great that tune, all, great song title too. that the outlaw, outlaw torn i i had been when this album came out i had been playing bass for about a year this was the first song i wanted to learn on bass guitar from this record because just that blue do do you can hear jason do, playing do, do, do. just that just that greasy little bass riff and just the outlaw torn just just the lyrical content was just so fixer also really good dolls of voodoo you know, like I like I, I I dug all of that, but just the outlaw torn sounded like so much more of a story to me. Just 
takes you on so much more of a of a journey. journey I think. Yeah. Um, just and like you said, they they played it on the S and M record. Just just it a good track. Yeah. Just a good track. And like if that that song is going to close out my unload super record, load. sure, my super, super load. load. Yeah, super load. Yeah, both both good songs. I I liked what they were both doing, but like um, Outlaw Torn does it for me. That's the one. So um, I guess. Let, should we go to well let me let me ask you guys should we say which album we like better or should we let's do our list first I say we do our list and like I put mine I put mine in order of how I would have them wow, appear you actually did a track listing I did them on tra- I, I did them on a track listing and it and it makes it somewhat makes sense well okay. I mean I, I did a couple of late game scraps and you know like scratches and stuff so but yeah, you go first, Frankie, and then I'll try and put mine in. Okay, so I so I did thirteen songs for the Unload Superload Load album. So so <laughs> Superload. So my album opens with Fuel because that's the one I picked. So it goes Fuel. Then we go to Memory Remains. Good track two. Nice. Then we go to Devil's Dance. Track three. Uh, we're gonna go track four. Unforgiven two. Okay. Because Unforgiven Original is also well, track, on, four. track four. Yeah. Right. Nice call. Then we're going to go to Until It Sleeps. Love that. Love that one. Then I'm going with King Nothing. Then I go into From King Nothing, I would a Hero of the Day. Wow, nice. I go to Bleeding Me after that. This is kind of where it gets, you know, six, seven, and eight. It kind of gets a little bit mellow. Hero of the Day, we go to Bleeding Me. We go to, uh, after Bleeding Me, we go to Thorn Within, track nine. Yep. Track 10 is going to be Wasting My Hate. You know, uh, Bleeding Me is kind of a slow tempo song, kind of picks up with Thorn Within, kind of picks up more with Wasting My Hate. We bring it back down with the one ballad on my uh, Super Load Unload album, Mama Said. Rearranging the tracks a little bit, I'm going to put The House That Jack Built right here. Okay. Just kind of a heavy song, a heavy brooding song. And then I'm going to close it out with uh, Outlaw Torn. Nice. Good uh, good list. That's it. There. I'm not going to lie. That's a hell of an That's album. Hell of Thanks, album. man. Thank you. I, this is this. I was looking forward to this more than anything. Just to see how our lists match up, man. Okay, so uh, Cody, you go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what the album of Superload should really look unload. Like. <laughs> You're saying unload. He's saying Superload. <laughs> well, unload goes that way. Superload goes this way. <laughs> um, as much as I love Fuel, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to open the album. You can with do that whatever you want, dude. Because I'm not, not going to lie to you. Number one, I don't want you to lie. Ain't my bitch. Ooh, Just nice. how it opens up. Great album opener. Yeah, one, killer opener. yeah. Followed by number two, fuel. Number three, too strong, fast, up tempo. Okay, cool. Number three, memory remains. Good. Ooh. Number four, devil's dance. Yep. Number five, until it sleeps. Number six, unforgiven two. Nice. Number yep. seven. King Nothing. Oh. Wow. Number A, we're going to slow it down at beginning with uh, Bleeding Me, which then leads to the ending of it, which speeds up a little bit. Going into number nine, Poor Twisted Me. I might be the only one that really... I didn't put that on my list, but... I'm really... Poor Twisted Me? Poor Twisted that, was me. The, that was a late scratch for me. the list for that me. That was a late okay. scratch for me. That's my... Uh, that's the, You end the record with Twisted Me? No. Number, oh. number 10. Okay. Where the wild things are. Oh, oh wow. man. I'm not my the list. only one. Super load, yeah. Yep. Number 11. Unload. Wasting my hate. Okay. Super load continues <laughs> with two ballads in a row. Oh, Mama Rossi. said oh. with its sequel, Low Man's oh. Lyrics. Oh. And yeah. you know what it's going to do from I'm there? I'm throwing the flag on that. 
lace, throw the flag all you want because the flag will be turned away by the referees because we are ending with Outlaw Tour. Okay. Did that, you end with Outlaw That Tour? ends my album, too. Okay. I didn't put two ballads on it, though. That's that's the one they huge were difference. Sequels. Right. I need one. I can't yeah. have one and not have the other. Well, I can have neither because they both stink. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, brother! All right, God, oh, come on. oh, brother! Oh, my Ronnie, on this. Didn't All right, you? here we go. Uh, I ain't my bitch to kick it off. A memory remains. I want you guys to make a playlist of all three of our songs. Anybody yeah. listening, do a Spotify playlist. Send us the link, and we will put we will post them. All of us. Uh, ain't my bitch. Number one. Memory remains. Two. Uh, Devil's dance. Three. Until it puts me to sleep. Four. Uh, 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 King Nothing, five. Attitude six. Outlaw Torn seven. There's your first side because mine's getting released on wax, baby. Oh, you're doing the double side. Okay, 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 okay. Side two. Fuel starts. Then it goes house that Jack built. Better than you. Prince Charming. Thorn within. Wow. Waste my hate. And then my album, just to be different from you guys, ends with the greatest one of the greatest metallic songs of all time. Bleeding me. That's great, man. These are so different, man. These are so there's there's so me. I just yeah. feel like I I just think the uh, the outlaw torn is such a great ending. I think bleeding me is good. Like I, I, love I, it. I like I think I like. I, but like, I'm not gonna end the same. I had originally outlaw torn ending with mine too. But I'm not gonna follow you, Didrules. No, truth, truthfully, I I I honestly <laughs> felt I I honestly followed the Metallica progression. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to do something. I, my my side one was originally bleeding me. Side two is outlaw torn. Uh, Either one works. Both, but I, I, like I said, to me, bleeding me is is is, is the tune. So, um, by the way, great uh, lists for both. Great debate on both. As we get close to freaking two hours, which people don't have two hours to listen to load and reload. Yes, they do. They do. Yes, they. they, they do. They're gonna listen. This is very good stuff. This has never been discussed long form. It has a good point. Man, dude, and I'm not like, gonna lie to you. I've listened to your long podcast myself. Good point. Many I just times. had Pulp Fiction watch along with Kevin Smith. I have not that watched it. Was too, I will listen. We have listened. Yeah. I guarantee you, people will You're right. dig this so podcast. Last man, question because is: uh, uh, overall thoughts as we revisit load and reload here an album that came out in 96 and 97 and we're in 2019 and which album do you like better? We'll start with you for his kids. For me, load. I was so hungry for a new metallic album at this point. Like I was so, I was at the peak of my fandom. Like I was, I was so just waiting like back at, you know, going to stores and looking at magazines and not being able to look online because that didn't exist back then going, you know, going and looking at, at the hip parades and the these type of magazines and seeing like what's going on, waiting to get like oh my fan can came in and I got uh, you know there's this there's this footage like just so hungry for any Metallica that when Load came out I was just so psyched I was like finally man and I was into it and then Reload came out and I was into it too but I just like the excitement level wasn't there and I just think Load overall like I think even the band decided like okay look at we got these you know. 28 songs or whatever these are the songs that we're going with first and i think they made a decision that we're going with these songs first because these are the one these are the ones that we have more faith in than the other ones so i cody like we've talked about before you and i are the two guys that defend this album both these albums you know like like to the death. Yep. I'm going with Load by a Hair. I like both albums. I still to this day like both albums. I'm going to go with Load by a Hair. I'm going to go with Reload by a Hair. Really? Just by a Hair. And here's why. I think Load, when it comes to quality songs, 
has more. Yeah. Reload has better songs. Okay. So just like it's like you take it's like taking Led Zeppelin three and Led Zeppelin four. Yeah, I can see that. Led Zeppelin four has Stairway to Heaven. Led Zeppelin three has Immigrant Song, which is killer. Right. But my son's reload. Yeah, reload. I'm sorry. Has Memory Remains, which in my mind alone is worth the price of the entire album right. by itself. I think that is literally Memory Remains is Metallica's best musical work that they've I love ever how put you together. Because I'm not taking the piss. Being a Metallica fan since 1985, That's a bold statement, man. I don't think yeah. anybody's ever said that. But I appreciate your passion and your reasons for it. So yeah, man. Go for it. I love it. And that's going to get me multiple death threats from, no, no, from no. talk is Jericho fans. I think it's, no, I think it's great. I think, I think, I think it's very, very cool that you see it that way because I never would have seen that. Yeah, and I, when you mention it, I listened to it for, through your eyes yeah. and your ears. And I, I get it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's just it's the, very proggy. It's so different. In four minutes. Yeah, it's it's it, one. It's it's a compressed song. There's not a an, um, there's not a it's like a great one song. ounce of sound that's wasted. Yeah. There's no you know there's no you know Kurt Hammett adding an extra bar of yeah. a whammy in um you know. Kurt was banned from doing solos after yeah. this record. Yeah, this, this this was, I think Lars said, well, Lars' dad came in and said, I think we should delete it. It should be in the delete. <laughs> I would say delete that. Why two, brother? What do you say? Well, here's what I say. And once again, the we're all rock and roll fans. And when you go through the phases and the times and life and times of the great rock and roll bands, there are people who hated the Stones in the 80s. Dirty Work sucks and Undercover the Night sucks. There's people who hate Kiss in the 80s. We hate, uh, you know, Unmasked. I know when, when for example, uh, Scotty and Mike Port and I went and saw Kiss, End of the Road. We hate they played so much 80s stuff. They hate 80s Kiss when you're talking about uh, uh, this, uh, late 70s, early 80s Aerosmith when Joe Perry was out of the band. Yeah. There's a certain lineage when you have a band that's been great for 20, 30, 40 years where they do things that maybe you don't like. And like we said... There's only one Slayer and one ACDC that can do the same record all the time. Right. The rest of the great bands that we know and love had ebbs and flows to yeah. where maybe we don't appreciate uh, Zoo TV. Uh, yeah. Zoo. Yep. Uh, the, 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 was it The Fly? Yep, yep, oh, yep The I Fly. The yep. Fly and I hate Lemon and that era of U2. Yep. But when you go to the whole body of work, I think the load reload era for Metallica was very important because it helped them bridge the gap from super thrash band, super prog thrash band, biggest heavy metal band in the world to where do we go from here? Let's just do things. <laughs> Look on. what they were coming off of, man. Right. Look what they were coming off the black album. Like, so, so like I said, what do right. you do? Do we go back into thrash? Right. Or do we take the black album and strip it down even more? And they did it. Right. Here's, here's why, why I love Metallica. When they did the uh, Garage Days, yeah. they did another Diamond Head song. Yep. They did a Sabbath song. They did a really cool Blue Oyster Cult song. They did a 10-minute Merciful Fate Merciful medley. Fate. Yep. Now, Merciful Fate, if you don't know, is one of the heaviest heavy metal, pure fucking yep. heavy metal, satanic heavy metal from Denmark. When they came back from Load and Reload and did a 10-minute Merciful Fate uh, medley on Garage Days Revisited, I was like, oh, they get it. They're back. Yep. They, they understand. Listen, we went this way. Now we're going to go all the way this way. And that led them to here. I think Load is a better record. Um, I remember when Reload first came out, I was super like, this is the best Metallica record. I love it, I love it, I love it. It doesn't age as well. I think Reload's songs are better. I think Mama Said is better. I think Ronnie is great. 
but as a tandem release, putting together our 14 best songs. Yeah. That's a pretty f- strong record for you, in your opinion, in your opinion. All three of them, I bet you there's probably eight or nine songs that we all agreed upon. Yeah. It was a great time for them. There's maybe, if you understand, yeah. it wasn't about thrash metal anymore. Right. And it was uh, Going back to your point about Slayer, like like the, the biggest bitch about Slayer, people are like, oh, it all sounds the same. It's like, dude, what are you expecting? Are you expecting them to do a reggae record? Right. Same with ACDC. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's Slayer. It's ACDC, AC/DC dude. They're two that can get right. away with it. Right. But like Metallica comes out, like the De Niro doing Meet the Fockers analogy. Like, so hey, what? Look at Queen. Queen right. did everything. Queen was a metal band, dude. People don't. But they were also a pop band, and they were right. A, a, a Queen was a metal band, band back yes. in the day, and they came out and they do with these great pop songs and great ballads. And, let's, and, I, and I think now, as we revisit this, revisit this, they should and could put one or two of these songs in the set that wasn't fuel and memory. I think they could put until it sleeps. I think they could do bleeding me. I, I, I bet you, as the tours progress, they will throw these songs in there because. They've played all their classics. These are classics that people don't realize. Are Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm a guy that when I go and see a concert, I like to hear the hits. Like, I, I love to hear the hits. With Metallica, that's my one band that I want to hear the deep tracks. Well, well listen, they do it right, though. You they know, play 12 hits. Sure. And they rotate the six. And that's where you get to hear your Ride the Lightning, Four Horsemen, Trapped Under right. Ice, whatever. And. I think next time they'll throw one of these in there. I would love because it. Because I think there's a lot more respect for these two records now than there was then. Because all of us grew up and realized just because you cut your f-ing hair and put eyeliner on yeah. and make out with your friend. That was right. weird. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> they, they, they were just trying. <laughs> they were trying shit. Yeah. And, and, you know, listen. Last question. Favorite song off load. Favorite song off reload. Go Boom. for it. Uh, me, Memory Remains. It's the best the, song they've done. Why? The best song from, from Load. Uh, Load? Oh, man. Um, honestly, um, it's between Until It Sleeps and Bleeding Me. I'm going to go with Bleeding Me. Okay. Frankie? It's a really tough question, man. Um, God, Memory Remains is a great song. Great song. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to go with... And this is, this is a weird... This is a weird like connection I made when I was there live at the forum watching him play it. I love King Nothing. Like it's cool. It's just it's I had this weird connection. I remember sitting up in the cheap seats because I was not making a lot of money as an indie jabron at the time. As a mass brother. as the mass brother up in the stands. And just watching the stage open up and the and like red smoke come out and King Nothing riff open up. But those are two different records. It's my I know, I know, but like King but of, oh, on load. of the two of the two I'm talking like Mary Remains is on reload. Yeah, so he's talking what his favorite unload is. I'm talking I'm talking on load. Re- oh on, yeah. on yeah, super yeah. load? Oh, oh sorry. I'm talking about load you just have to be different. No, what's your favorite song from Lotus King? Nothing. Okay, so so from Lotus from from uh, Lotus King and the Key Nothing. And from Reload. Reload. From Reload. God, that's tough. Also, I mean, just because of its because of its place in the set of Metallica going forward, I got to go with Fuel. Just because of where it is, I I know Cody, this is gonna have heat with you. No, I was I I, I, I and just because of like song. And like, dude, because I'm such a James Hetfield guy, and like I, I've like read articles and like read interviews with James Hetfield going like, I love this song, and it's like, I'm such a James guy, like, like anything that James likes, I'm like, I'm not I'm, gonna lie, I love the song. I'm all on board. Man, it's if about street racing. If I went to a Metallica gig tomorrow and they busted up "Bleeding Me" and "Memory Remains," I'd be super stoked. Right. Mm-hmm. Load and reload. What a great, uh, what a great performance here. 
It's great. Gonna remember this. They're gonna put this in a time capsule. I think so, man. I think so. Like I said, this this they this, should. this has never been discussed, man. We've we've done the Lord's work. Here's bleeding me. By Metallica. Let's Thanks, boys. Dance. We got a lot of bottles here. You better start drinking, eh? My brother. Fortune, fame, mirror, fame, God insane. Hey, can I take something from you? What? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Try it, Frankie. Yeah, yeah. No go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It ain't my bitch. Oh yeah. It ain't my bitch. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.